And welcome to the Thirsty Mage, the podcast that cures the E3 hangover with a healthy dose of beer and RPG discussion. I am your host, David Lloyd, and tonight we'll be talking about all the RPGs that were announced or highlighted at E3. We'll confirm the release dates and we'll discuss what we think of them. Before we get on with the discussion, though, I just want to remind everyone that the Thirsty Mage is now bi-weekly, so please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you have a friend that enjoys RPGs as much as you do, please let them know about us. We always have an open stool at the pub. Joining me tonight is a man who is thirsty for a long, enjoyable JRPG and co-host of the Talk Nintendo podcast, Mr. Casey Gibson. And the man who will be buying a PS4 in March 2020. That's me, <laughs> yes. I'm going to have to rebuy that for that Final Fantasy goodness. Mm-mm-mm. Your old PS4 may still be there if you go back. Yeah, give it, please, give it back. <laughs> please, give it <laughs> And also joining us tonight, NWR Review Editor, and man with a fever that can only be cured with turn-based goodness, Mr. Jordan Rudick. Now, David, I know that you and Neil recorded a Thirsty Mage episode on Monday, a couple days ago, and I was going to go back and listen to it, but I didn't want to listen to 50 minutes of Final Fantasy VIII talk, (laughs) so I decided against... I downloaded it, but I don't know if I'm going to bring myself to listen, we'll see. (laughs) Well, spoiler, spoiler, uh, we didn't talk about it all that much. It was about two minutes at the end. Uh, I I was going to say, I have a feeling Seven uh, dominated the discussion. Yeah. That that was the the majority of uh, the bonus episode we had there on Tuesday. I uh, found the seven remake, and uh, I figured I talk about eight enough uh, on every episode ever. So, well, and now we've got an excuse to do an exclusive eight episode when that game comes out, right? So that'll be perfect. Yeah, exactly. So it'll kind of spoiler. It's going to be five hours long, so <laughs> uh, you can look look forward to that. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be going to we'll, till we drop on that one. That's it'll right. just be a live playthrough of the entire game. <laughs> honestly it actually sounds fun <laughs> that sounds really good we'll speed run boys yeah <laughs> All right, well i'll kick off the drink talk uh, with the stanley cup just ending moments ago i have a nice cool molson canadian to celebrate mm. the the stanley the end of the the hockey season and a hearty fuck you boston <laughs> that's right a canadian has held the cup again so yeah sorry to any boston fans out there but there are three Boston haters on this podcast, I think, or at least yeah. at least two. I don't know how David feels, but I'm a Toronto fan. I hate Boston yeah. with yeah. passion. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, we're all on the same train here then. Yeah, yeah. I I'm uh, indulging in some good old fashioned aqua. Um, I've got to be up in five hours to catch a flight where uh, I'll be partaking in plenty of drinking over the weekend. So my my I don't want to say yearly binge but uh what it seems like now my special occasion drinking will be taking place this weekend so i, I think it'd probably be a bad idea to have a beer right now you'll give us the uh the summary two weeks from now yeah yeah i drank i don't even know but i drank a lot yeah. of it 
I don't expect you to remember anything of what you drank on the on this weekend, Casey. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see if there'll be some interesting uh, thirsty mage Slack messages. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I, yeah, you're playing Dragon Quest V completely blasted, right? Yeah, yeah I'd be like, I, I woke up and it was I was eight hours deeper into the game. Yeah. Either that, or it'll be Casey going. Wait, we're not doing the Dragon Dragon Quest Five anymore. I lost my DS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're playing Mana. Yeah. Um, I I am drinking an Orange Crush because uh, so Casey's gonna have a fun weekend this weekend. I was uh at a boys trip uh last weekend, so there was a lot of a lot of drinking, a lot of uh, chicanery, shenanigans, all that stuff, you know. So I, yeah, I'm definitely taking a break. You know, not that I'm normally drinking on the podcast, but uh, just fun, the, the 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 goal is always to find an excuse for why I'm not drinking, uh, and that's my excuse this time, anyway. <laughs> You're in full recover mode. I, well, literally, yeah. I was I was sick the last couple of days, and so uh, today's kind of like my I am maybe the closest I've been to being 100. percent So I uh, slowly but surely getting there. The idea of that Final Fantasy VIII podcast just made him sick to his stomach. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, I'm just happy. I breathe life into you. I'm happy I don't have to play the original <laughs> version for some reason at some point. <laughs> Gonna get my fast forward times four on. Yeah, it's uh. Well, we'll get into it. It it is part of the uh, the list of RPGs from E3 that we've heard about. Uh, I think the way we'll go through it tonight is we'll go we'll ha- group them into um, the pressers or the companies. I've I've uh, tinkered uh, a few of the titles to move them from one to the other, but essentially I'm thinking we'll start with uh, the second strongest presser and, hey, and hey, just hey, work hey, our way. Hey, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. And then, and then we'll work our way up to the to the to the strongest companies. Uh, well, I gotta say, announcement schedule. So. It, it was an insane year for RPGs, right? I felt like this this E three was just catered to us specifically. It was like Square was all over the place, not only in their own, you know, but in Nintendo's too. They had plenty of news. It, it just seemed like every other game was like, oh man, I am interested in this game i am interested in that game i'm going to be playing a lot of games or trying to find time to play the games the list is long and distinguished well why don't we kick it off with uh, we'll start with nintendo and we'll go through the rpgs that they had listed there uh so the most obvious nintendo rpg that we saw they we did we only heard a little bit about it really because they obviously just had the Pokemon Direct a couple weeks ago I guess it was now. Uh but Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming out. I don't they I think they told us the date but I couldn't remember it was November it was in November end of November I think. I think right? it's November 15th if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Just checking to so, see if that's a uh, just checking to see if that's a Friday I think it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah November 15th it's 2 weeks before Black Friday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm not. I'll just be buying the one one of the two. I, I'm not too worried about the the two pack. Are you getting? Yeah. Oh, I remember uh, for Sun and Moon, that was in my time of like I gotta get the two pack, and then I'm pretty sure I never even opened up the second game, and uh, and I've since gotten a little. Wi- I've gotten older and a little wiser. Not much wiser, but yeah, definitely just picking up one of these games. Um, I'll have to see. I, I don't really know. I don't think it'll probably really matter all that much whether it's Sword or Shield. But, um, yeah, I mean, Pokemon games, right? They're always fun to play through. I did play through Let's Go, which, you know, 
a, a little deviation off the standard Pokemon game. So I'm excited to get into the more traditional um, and, and check out this new area. And I mean, it looks visually looks really gorgeous. And, you know, you sort of know what you're going to get with it. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I'm I'm really looking forward to this game because I played Let's Go and I enjoyed that. And one of my favorite aspects of Pokemon games is that I generally play them with a lot of friends or family members who are also playing them at the same time. So we get to talk about it, trade, maybe battle a little bit. And what happened with Let's Go is a lot of my friends were thinking, oh, I'm going to wait for like the, re- the the next generation Pokemon or like, you know, the, the new the new entry in the series, not kind of a, a rehashed one. So um, I think kind of all my friends who have been into Pokemon over the years uh, and have a Switch are going to be really on board for Sword and Shield. So there's going to be a big group of us playing. Um, for that reason, I, I always like to get the one, uh, get the version that fewer people are getting so that maybe my uh, version exclusives are a little bit more in demand. Uh, maybe more people want to trade with me. So I think a lot of them are going to get Sword. I think a lot of people in general are getting Sword. Uh, I think that Legendary looks a little bit cooler as well, uh, the, the wolf with a sword in his mouth. Uh, but I'll go with Shield just so that I um, maybe have a few more Pokemon to trade with people uh, and have the maybe the, what turns out to be the rare game. Uh, I mean, we'll see. That could change when we find out more about them. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about Shield. I My... my Pokemon's always going to be good to me. I, I don't know what could bring it to like a 9 or a 10 kind of level. It's always around a, you know, 7.5, 8, 8.5 maybe at the most. I don't know that I've really been blown away by a Pokemon game in, in recent memory. But, um, you know, first one that's kind of coming to a, a home console per se, uh, this is going to be a good one. So, uh, yeah, I am excited about it for sure. Yeah, I mean, they are what they are. Uh, I'm not expecting. I think the only thing that would blow me away in a Pokemon game is if the... Uh, battles like the actual battles were more uh, animated mm-hmm. like if if it seemed more like realistic in the sense of like you i guess kind of like taking what stadium does but going like the original stadium from 64 yeah, but then yeah. uh, stepping that up like obviously like into the hd or make it an realm. action rpg where you control yeah. the pokemon could you imagine yeah that would, that would just blow people's yeah. minds yeah, I'd, l- I'd love to see either of those things, but it, I mean, it looks like we're in for more of the same kind of turn-based, very simple combat kind of system. Um, what I've always wanted is for there to be more, like, side quests, you know, kind of meaningful side quests or story-based ones, I guess. Like, I feel like it's always pretty standard, you know, go through the eight gyms, get the eight badges, fight the Elite Four, fight the champion, become the champion, and, and then you're pretty much done. Then, yeah, catch um, the Pokemon, yeah, is the other... Yeah, and, and catch the Pokemon mm. if you want to, or maybe get into competitive battling or something like that. Um, just to bring it up, we did get kind of confirmation recently that you won't be able to get, at least initially, all 800 plus Pokemon in this game. It's going to be strictly the Galar region Pokedex, uh, so maybe about 200, 250 or something like that. Frankly, I know some people are disappointed. I'm happy about that because I feel like that's that's a goal I can accomplish pretty easily. Not, not easily, but like it, it is doable. Yeah, it's and not I can overwhelming. Kind of... It's not, right? Like, getting 800 Pokemon is insane, right? Like, that would take forever and all this, like, trading with different games and going to Pokemon Bank, now Pokemon Home, and all this. Just a whole lot of work. You know, it feels more like a chore. But 250, yeah, 250 is easy, I think, by comparison. Yeah. I've never uh, imported old Pokemon either. Like, yeah, part of it is is the finding new ones and using the new ones and then growing them and develop, developing them. So yeah, I, I'm yeah. not really into, like, Oh well, my Pikachu from Gen One, like no, I'm David's a purist. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just like uh, I, I want to experience what's new. I'm happy yeah. that I'm, uh, yeah. And uh, 
I'm not bothered. I know another thing that was bothering people is that there's no Mega Evolution or Z moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm not too worried about that either. It's like they got the Dynamax, so there's going to be strategy in, involved. Um, so I, I don't really need those other ones. Like, it, yeah, who cares? That, that's you know? enough. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like a, and if they keep on, I know when you introduce a new idea, like, oh, you sort of want to see that continue on. But if they just kept every single idea from every single game, it would just be too much bloat, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't mind it. It's like, I don't know. I guess it, Pokemon's not like my jam per se you know like i enjoy it so i guess i just sort of take it as it comes you know i'm not gonna really sit there and nitpick too much but uh but yeah Yeah, i don't think there's any way they can really win because i think there's a pretty split divide between people who are ready for like an evolution of of the game like new things and then the other half of the fan base is is happy with what they've always played so there's always going to be that delicate balancing act of, you know, how much do we change and how much do we keep it the exact same formula I mean, just to keep everyone happy. They've been so good at that balancing act because the game continues to sell extremely well, even though they had like so many different versions on 3DS. They all, they all continue to sell, you know, over 10 million copies. So I, I think this, even Pokemon Let's Go, people thought it wasn't going to do that well. I think it did really well. So uh, I expect this one to just fly off the shelf again. I'm sure there's going to be, um, exclusive switch bundles with you know that come with sword and shield bundled in or, oh yeah the, uh, you know and a different colored dock or something like that i mean that that's going to happen right so the, the switch bump uh or the switch should see a serious bump in sales around the the release of this game i believe especially since yeah, obviously no november right around black friday oh those switches are going to be flying Especially and, if they do, yeah. I mean, there's still a chance they do a new, a new, a new console, right? There's still a chance for a console revision, a Switch well, Mini or something. I, I know I'm we didn't see it to, yet, but I'm starting to think if that happens, it's going to be around um, after Black Friday. It's going to be around mm. March, right, right around Animal yeah. Crossing, right? Because could then, be with Animal Crossing. Yeah. Then you get all those sales. You can, if that is the goal, right? You you could put mm-hmm. a real nice um, sale on Black Friday to get more people in, and then boom, yeah. you hit the new version uh with that animal crossing coming out early 2020 i could see it i mean these are these are the two these are the two games that benefit the most from having a a smaller hardware skew right like if you have a switch mini it's because you want people to buy pokemon they're going to be buying pokemon uh, and they're kind of just coming into the switch family or they're buying animal crossing because that's the kind of game that they would buy they bought they bought a 3ds4 or they bought a, a DS4 or something, you know, like it, it's mm-hmm. the kind of game where they're made, they might not be a fan of all your other games, but they are devoted to these two franchises. And so they are going to invest in your system there. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, maybe we'll find out at the end of the month with the uh, investor briefing, uh, if that's going to happen or if it's going to be later, we'll see. And then uh, moving on in the Nintendo uh, there, uh, I'll go with the, the next is uh, there's a couple of ports that were announced. Uh, we had the Witcher three and Nino Kuni wrath of the white witch. Ugh. Um, <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'm, I, I mean, obviously, uh, the leak came out before the direct, right? And I believe, um, it was shown off even before Nintendo's direct that Nino Kuni was coming with the September 20th date, which I'm like, okay, but now all of these other games, you know, you've got Dragon Quest, which, you know, we're going to talk about in a, a little bit here coming out a week after that. Um, you've got Link's Awakening coming out. You know, it's like all these games, and it's like I want to play Nino Kuni, but man, it, what a bad time to release! It, I feel like there's just so much going on in September that that game is going to be sort of easy to uh, forget. 
you know, especially yeah. since it's, it's been out for it's a while the, now. It's the... I was going to say, it's going to be buried. Yeah. Like, it's I, a damn I, shame. I can't see that one. Because, like, yeah, like you said, the Dragon Quest, there's just too many too many games coming in September right at that time. You've got yeah. Contra that I think take on the 24th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that one, but, <laughs> but Dragon Quest Eleven is definitely like top of the list for September for me. And then I don't personally think I'll be picking up Link's Awakening Boo! just because of the timing. Get and get out of here, David! Just stop yeah. right now. Oh, hold on. Where, yeah. Where's the hang up Skype button? <laughs> yeah. How I don't know. Eighty dollars <laughs> in in Canada. It's going to be a seventy nine ninety nine. It just uh, it's just. You're a monster. We need, we need to we need to stop right now, or we're not going to get through anything. Um, <laughs> oh, that feels. The, I mean, those three games coming out all all within a week of each other is basically this Bermuda Triangle of video games. You know, you're you're going to pick up one or two, and then lose the other one for sure. And I think it is it is Nino Cooney that's going to suffer because you've got a huge RPG on the 27th. You've got people who are going to a lot of people are going to pick up Link's Awakening and maybe blast through it before Dragon Quest comes out. I don't think people are necessarily going back to Nino Kuni, especially when it's a game that people maybe have played before. Another thing I noticed is that the PS4 and I think PC versions of Nino Kuni are slightly enhanced or remastered, whereas the Nino Kuni game uh, coming to Switch is strictly the PS3 version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's any visual enhancements being made to it. I could be wrong about that, but if that's the case, again, it's another reason for people maybe who have played it before to not dive back in and instead wait for something new that's coming so yeah we'll see what happens i I remember during the leak that it was mentioned um that the naming conventions was yeah like remastered or hd or whatever Mm -hmm. it was i guess not hd but probably remaster for the other versions and that the uh, switch version did not have that moniker Mm -hmm, uh, but it mm -hmm. it appeared that it would be the same but yeah now i've also heard things saying that, that it doesn't have any um of the enhancements of the other version, yeah. which is sort of disappointing. I figured maybe because mm-hmm. it just had never come to the Switch, well, or a Nintendo console, I should say, mm-hmm. um, that that it did get the that moniker. But interesting, you know, I I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think it's just unfortunately going to get buried, and and it sucks. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's that could be a game that you, we revisit at a later point in time. Um, I wonder if it's going to be sixty dollars. I wonder. Um, I, I I can't imagine. So I think it's going to be like, I don't know if I saw a price somewhere. I think it's more in the third, like twenty thirty range. Because that would be that would be a beneficial thing for it if you you know I'm getting Link's Awakening and I can't afford another full price game and all of a sudden mm-hmm. Nino Cooney. All right, I'm looking at Best Buy. It's they have it listed as fifty dollars for the Switch. Okay. okay. So yeah, Oof, still a little, that's, yeah. That's, if that was that's a lot. Yeah, a if, lot. that might be a stock and stuffer for Christmas. Yeah. It, it was a shame because, yeah, if all of a sudden it has a $40 price tag or, you know, if they went crazy, $30, then all of a sudden you're like, well, you know what? Now I can pick up that second game. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's a 45-hour game. It's like that's going to keep me occupied after I beat Link's Awakening. But, yeah, I, I can't imagine um, many people are going to sacrifice the, or the $10 savings and pick up Nino Kuni instead of Dragon Quest. I mean, another problem mm-hmm. is that Nino Kuni was, it's regular, I think, I don't know if it's still regularly going on sale, but it's been on sale on PS3 for under $10 before. Um, I might have even picked it up at some point, although I played it at launch. It, it's a beautiful game. It's a wonderful game. It has an excellent story. It's very emotional. Uh, it has this awesome kind of Studio Ghibli kind of look to it. 
Um, I'm not, I think they actually might have worked on the first yes. one as well. Yep, they did. And they didn't, and they didn't work on the second one. So you could definitely tell that difference in the art styles. Um, yeah, I, 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 I hate to think that people are going to miss this game because of just being kind of surrounded or boxed in by other games, but that probably is going to happen. Um, you know, it's just fifty dollars is really steep yeah, too. Like th that switch yeah, tax. It, it's, seems like a kind of a perfect storm for that game unfortunately but uh really really awesome game i hope people do get a chance to check it out that uh, that haven't already yeah and uh, the witcher could be it's kind of a wild card for me because uh i don't know it's the graphical downgrade is was obvious in the trailer was mm -hmm. like very obvious in the screenshots and then and now they're confirming that it's 540p yeah in handheld and 720p docked i th i saw someone uh dubbed it uh the witcher 3 functioning edition <laughs> yeah. yeah pretty much that's yeah, that's pretty pretty much what it is i like, saw so... on twitter they did confirm it's going to be stable 30 frames per second which i mean it's some saving grace right like because if that game dipped below 30 and then at those uh, you know yeah, 540p or 720p yeah. that that would be that'd be a lot so holding stable at 30 would be good um frankly i think it is still amazing that the game can run on switch um and i believe it's a putting, single cart yeah that's what i was gonna say they, they put they put everything on a 32 gigabyte card that's the full game and the two sizable dlc uh, packages so that's and they that said, is a miracle in itself and they said uh, 16 other dlc you know i don't know obviously not as uh as they're like items and they're like okay. items and right, cosmetics yeah. so those or something are sort like of that. easy yeah. to fit on there um mm -hmm. yeah i mean for me i'm probably not going to pick this game up but it's the perfect you know to me like obviously you want to play a game that looks really nice as well you know it, it mm -hmm. obviously gameplay is most important but i feel like with a game like this how large it is how many quests and different objectives you can do throughout i think having it on the go is really a beneficial thing and for me if i was ever going to play this game i would definitely sacrifice the visual fidelity to have that portability because otherwise sure. you, you know obviously we're, we're playing a lot of games and you know doing reviews and stuff so it's a little more difficult but even so even if this was the only game you're playing you know it's what probably over 200 hours of content easy maybe probably more mm -hmm. Um, if you're doing everything, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's massive. So I think giving up that visual uh, prowess uh, for a little bit of uh, portability, I think, is a, a good trade-off. As as long as, like uh, Jordan said, as long as it runs well and it isn't dropping frames left and right. Yeah, that'll be the big question: is like how the combat feels. Because if it's jaggedy or if it's if it doesn't feel good, then that could be two hundred hours of misery if you're fighting janky controls on top of drop frames so i mean i told myself i wasn't gonna buy skyrim when it came to switch because i'd already bought it like 10 other times and played it through half a dozen times and i still bought it on switch because i wanted to have that just for when i you know if i go on a long trip or i'm on a long flight or something you pull that game out and you put on some headphones and it's awesome just to explore and do do whatever i, I honestly see the witcher kind of the same way like very easy to just kind of like lose yourself in that game for a couple hours and the portability is so good I mean, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, I think, get again, getting it running, you know there were going to be sacrifices to be made. I think it is worth the portability. Hey, if you want to play this on a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X, you know, go and do that. But for everyone else who's got a Switch, I think it's pretty neat. And this was just fall, right? Or, or, or fall or winter? Uh, 20, they just 2019. 2019. 2019. I could yeah. see that in November game. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good November December game, I think. Yeah. Alrighty, well we got two left with Nintendo. Um, I'll just skip ahead to the Minecraft Diablo. Yeah, Diablo craft or yeah. What what did I say? Minecraft uh, yeah, Diablo <laughs> craft or whatever. My- totally yeah. looked. Uh, it yeah. looked pretty good. I mean, I like. I'm not a big Minecraft guy, you know. I have I played a little of it here and there, but I do like that that look, right? The the blockiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why Dragon Quest Builders is uh, sort of appealing to me because I feel like it takes the cool things from Minecraft and then sort of adds things that I'm more interested in. But uh, this dungeons looks pretty cool. Like I said, it very much looks like, hey, we're gonna go through, blast through enemies, get loot, and uh, and like I said, it has that nice um, visual look to it, and. Uh, I mean, not a game I'm probably going to end up playing, but um, definitely cool. And and I guess they're going to sort of expand on combat. I mean, I don't. I guess they they probably done a lot of the combat. I guess I haven't messed too much with it in general, but it looks like a game kind of perfectly suited for young kids, like mm-hmm. too young to too young to play Diablo, uh, but old enough to uh, be able to use the tactics and to play online with friends and that sort of thing like baby's first Diablo the target audience yeah that's 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 how I see it is this probably the closest I'll ever get to playing a Minecraft game like I'm just not really into the the building aspect that much um I I enjoyed Dragon Quest Builders when it came out uh we've got the second one coming soon we're going to talk about but um at least this one like it yeah it, it seems pretty faithful to you know what a Diablo clone would look like and play like it looks good looks like it runs well um, I, I, unless it reviewed exceptionally well, or, you know, we saw more and I was like really interested, but for now I'm, I'm kind of just like, Oh, okay. That's cool. It's a cool thing that I'm sure some people will enjoy. Is this something, uh, you think your kids would want to play David? Cause they, they like Minecraft, uh, right? They do. Uh, they probably would. Um, we'll have to see if what the price is it uh-huh. it's funny the one of the things that i found out so i i have two kids and i just picked up a second switch uh but the downfall of this is i'm realizing that uh, i cannot it's not like when you own um like on ios or google or whatever and you can just put like every game on every phone and tablet and all that sort of thing like you have to have one cartridge per ga- per switch yeah so i'm finding out that uh, the the multiplayer stuff that i thought my kids were going to be doing um it's not working out (laughs) so i yeah i had to pick up uh yeah so i ended up picking up a second copy of minecraft and a second copy of stardew valley so a lot of that kind of stuff is going to be based on like if if i really want to drop the money for dual games if minecraft is coming out as a full price game i'm thinking i'll probably just wait for a sale Uh um but but it is something that uh my kids are probably at the perfect age for something like that. All right, so the final one we got is Fire Emblem Three Houses, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but that the trailer, like from what I saw, I'm actually more excited for Three Houses than I was before, and I'm not even. I've played if I've played Fire Emblem, but I've never really loved it. But uh, I'm excited to pick this one up in July. Yeah, I like that they're doing something new. Um, and you know, they seem to try something new with uh, with all the different games that have come out uh, since Awakening. Um, I like that it it seems like you there's more of an emphasis on stuff outside of combat, not necessarily like relationships and, and you know having a family and all that stuff, but maybe more like getting to know people and teaching them different skills. And it seems like all the uh, a lot of the people in the uh, that are kind of part of your 
uh, your group or uh, part of your party are allowed to change to different different classes pretty easily. Um, I think the school setting is really neat um, that you're kind of having classes and teaching your students and uh, letting them focus on different things. And so I'm really excited about the um, stuff outside of combat because uh, you know Fire Emblem does seem to be very it does have a good, a good story but um, the emphasis is on the that combat and trying to keep your units alive and stuff like that this seems to have more of a it feels like there's more substance to it outside of the combat so I'm excited about that it's funny I I've played every Fire Emblem pretty much like I was on board when it first came out on Game Boy um, you know I even imported uh, the sixth one for Game mm. Boy Advance from, you know, it was in Japanese. I'd like printed out um, like a translation guide and that game's super tough. Um, mm. But yeah, I've just got like no interest in this game. It's so weird. I've just, I feel like I've burnt out on Fire Emblem and just sort of strategy RPGs in general. Uh, it's just like, like I don't want to play a strategy RPG at all. Uh, but that being said, Fire Emblem Echoes, that's like one of my favorite Fire Emblem games, and that was the the last one I played, you know, which came out in, what, uh, two years ago, 2017, and it was really Mm -hmm. great, and I really, really loved it. Um, So I sort of checked out during this trailer uh, that was going on during the Direct. Um, I feel like at this point, like July 24th, I'm going to be like, all right, let me go look at Fire Emblem Three Houses and see what this is all about. And like, if yeah. I get hyped enough to buy it, I'll be like, well, at least I didn't get so hyped early that I had to wait a long time, you know? Um, but yeah, right now I'm on the fence. Like I said, I'll probably do my due diligence when we get a little closer to launch um, and see if I really want to pick it up. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's strange because, I, like I said, I've always loved Fire Emblem so much and it's just, I don't know, man. Yeah, I was a little disappointed by what they showed in the direct. Actually, that it was just kind of cinematic cutscenes. Uh, you know, it's got a, it's got a. I, I actually don't mind the art style. It's kind of. Uh, um... I'm warming up to it, I suppose. Uh, I wanted to see more combat. I wanted to see more of actually what they showed in Treehouse today. So in the Treehouse broadcast, I think one of the first things they started with this morning was uh, Fire Emblem uh, Treehouse's gameplay. And they showed kind of Byleth, the main character, going through the school and doing some of the activities that you can do there, uh, meeting other characters and uh, running the classes and stuff. And I I wanted to see that, and I did. And and so from watching the Treehouse today, I got more excited about the game. Uh, But yeah, the direct... uh, I, I. was really surprised they didn't show any gameplay um i, I get you know it's it's turn-based uh, you know strategy rpg combat like maybe there's not too much flair to it but still i felt like they could have shown a little bit more than just a kind of animated cutscene. so um yeah the direct presentation of, of fire emblem i thought was weaker but uh the treehouse kind of saved it for me i suppose i'm really excited for that game I, i'm yeah, definitely one of my most anticipated games this year just because i i think fire emblem games have a ton of content to them it seems like with the three houses you can kind of play the game i don't know how different they're going to be but you can play the game kind of like what happened with fates where there were three separate stories the second the stories change depending on which house you choose um i i thought the direct would tell us more about that but maybe maybe there's going to be another fire emblem direct or maybe another big info drop or something like that because i feel like we still don't know exactly how this game plays in terms of maybe the wider story story or your decisions you're making about which house you go with so i do want to know more about that but i am excited yeah i'll probably i think i'm excited to get it i might wait i might wait until the review just to see uh how it plays out but yeah i mean right now i'm i'm looking forward to it so uh, i I have a feeling it will review very well (laughs) yep they always they always do they always get really good reviews all right well moving along to the 
Well, the, the my the biggest disappointment in E3 for me was uh, I think Bethesda's mm. uh, presser because there I don't think there was a single RPG uh, in, in the whole in Young the entire Blood? conference. <laughs> Hold on, David. <laughs> like, Elder Scrolls Blades, lest you forget. That doesn't. No, mobile <laughs> can go to hell. It's coming to Switch. No it's coming to Switch, David. This here podcast. It's coming. It's the... coming to Switch. You you have the Switch version, mm. so not mobile. No. Yeah, no. just just like uh, Pocket Edition. We might as well just call it Skyrim Pocket Edition. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to hell. I don't think it's gonna be that bad, but maybe. I'm telling you, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition is probably the best way to play it. Oh, but man. on the Switch, not on the phone or anything. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bethesda, uh, Bethesda was a weaker conference. Like you normally expect, I thought there might be like a Fallout port to Switch. I was surprised about that. Um, yeah, kind of a lackluster conference from them. Doom, Doom looks great. I'm excited for that, but I don't, I don't know if I'm still going to play. It looks great, but yeah, no RPGs is really weird from them. Yeah. yeah, those action games are nice, but they're just not my jam. Yeah, yeah, fair. I'm a see. I, I'm definitely very into Wolfenstein and Doom. Um, mm-hmm. Wolfenstein, which awesome. I think it's only thirty bucks, and it looks incredible. Um, yeah. for some reason, I'm not sure why it's not getting the full price tag. Uh, I mean, not that I'm complaining. Uh, and Doom looks incredible too. Doom's super mm-hmm. fun. Just, you know, it's not like those aren't like my favorite games, but at the same token, like the, the arcade shooter, you know, is super fun. I just love how over the top and like very like, all right, this is super fast action. You know, you're just going to slam enemies, but yeah. Um, yeah, not really too many rpgs at all yeah i thought maybe we'd be getting a port or something of fallout or one of the fallouts not a lot of switch loving uh death loop mm-hmm. looked pretty cool yeah but again you don't really know what kind of game it is they just sort of showed off like the hey like you're gonna be going in this loop um of i death. think that game's been in development for a long time too i'm excited to see more of it um they did announce, I guess in terms of RPGs, they did talk about Fallout 76, you know, having some changes come their way. I think Battle Royale, You can play baby. it for free right now. Yeah, <laughs> Battle Royale, which was, you know, I guess you just add Battle Royale to everything nowadays. Uh, but they're adding, like, some sizable content drops with, like, finally, like, human NPCs, which they, you know, people were cheering for human NPCs, which was hilarious because you'd think that would just be built into a Fallout game, right? But you're you're giving people something obvious that they always wanted or expected, and, yeah, there were big cheers for that, of course. Hey, so I, I actually might I actually might try it out in the next day or so because there's a free demo on right now. I was gonna say I would have cheered if Nintendo had given us themes for the Switch. So, oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure, yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's what it is, right? Something basic that we expect, and you still cheer for it because, like, it, we don't have it for some reason, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah I hear you. Well, and then the unfortunate thing is, it seems like Starfield and um elder scroll 6 is further oh, yeah. further away than they're both next they're think, both gen, so. they're both next gen and i i think we might actually see at least one of them next year and that's probably why they didn't really show any rpgs this year because next year they're yeah. probably going to blow out starfield or blow up blow at elder scroll 6 and maybe we'll see some gameplay or something and it'll be again it'll all be next gen reveals right it'll be like oh coming to yeah. ps5 coming to xbox scarlet so yeah. yeah yeah and i guess they also did huh. show uh some Elder Scrolls online, right? It was just a cinematic, mm-hmm. but yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so with Ubisoft, uh, by my count, I only saw one guaranteed RPG, and uh, some people might argue with me about it being an RPG, but I am hugely excited for Watch Dogs Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, I I played the first two Watch Dogs. I like them both. Um, uh, for I like them for different reasons. 
but I enjoy both of them. And the thought process behind this it seems incredible to me. The the recruiting anyone in the open world, uh, permadeath if anyone dies, uh, it just seems awesome to me. And then it was I saw on Twitter that they were talking about somebody was joking. Uh, oh, why don't you just recruit the guards? And apparently that is an option as well. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to that. It it looked pretty good to me. I, I think the London setting uh, is is an attractive one. Uh, the de- the gameplay the, the extended they did a good job showing extended gameplay when we saw a lot of kind of trailers and cinematics and stuff this E3. Uh, Ubisoft did a good job there showing us you know what what this game's gonna play like. Uh, you know, obviously these are probably you know highly curated slices of gameplay, but it still looks really good. Um, I love that idea of you know you can kind of take on so many different NPCs and add them to your team, and yeah, permadeath like you're not getting super attached to them, so you're gonna I, I imagine you're gonna be like losing people and then picking up new ones with different skills and stuff. It seems fun. Um, I haven't really played the first two Watch Dogs. They I, I don't know for whatever reason they just didn't grab me or I was playing something else at the time. I do think I am going to play this, provided it... We didn't get a launch date, right? It's just 2020? 2020, Like, yeah. provided this doesn't come out, like, the same month as Cyberpunk, you know, I, I would like to play this one. So we'll see what the release uh, uh, calendar looks ne- looks like next year. Yeah, I'm thinking probably summer. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, th- this was the one conference I didn't get to uh, to watch, actually, and uh, yeah, it, it didn't seem like I missed much. Yeah, I haven't played any of the Watch Dogs games, and uh, I don't really have any plans to, so... Pass. So you missed the grandmother assassin, the grandmother oh, assassin. Monster, gods and monsters, monsters and gods. Well, that that one looks really cool. That looks cool. Yeah, that game looks cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that well, that look, action game though. I think. Yeah, I, so. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it is, but it, it looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and moving along to Microsoft's presser, um, it, it it was so weird because when uh, Casey and I were uh, watching. Like we were texts texting each other there and mm-hmm. saying like how great the beginning was like it yeah. seemed like hit after hit at the very beginning. I guess Hangover is the best because later on, like even later on in the day, I, the next day, it just like you know what? It, maybe it wasn't as great as I thought at the mm-hmm. time. Like it, I think maybe it was just because I saw a few games early on that I wanted to play. Like because a lot of the stuff um, right at the beginning was like they came out rolling with a few rpgs that i i knew existed so i was kind of happy to see them you know the problem Uh, and then to find out they're they're going to be on game pass so i'm like sweet now i'm paying ten dollars and i'm going to be canceling that game pass (laughs) as soon as the month is up yeah they they should have saved cyberpunk for the end like that was like i know that's not their game right like that's going to be on uh, playstation and everything but Mm -hmm. it's like that was the pop-off moment you know what i mean like that was the oh my good, especially Keanu, and then like. Well, how do you how do yeah. you top Keanu Reeves coming out? Exactly. Right? I mean that that's that has to be the highlight of your show. Anything that comes after Keanu Reeves being revealed as a cyberpunk character and then come literally coming out on stage that that that's gonna be the highlight no matter what no matter what else you're showing yeah. unless you're demoing Scarlet gameplay and you know Halo uh, Halo Infinite gameplay or something like that that's gonna be the top no matter what. So they that was probably a, an odd choice of of pacing there. They, they should have had like yeah. Keanu come out, but you want to see the. the you know the release date boom and then like go back to him and then be like and now do you want to see the xbox scarlet you know what i mean like or hear about yeah, it and then yeah boom, you use them a little you know? bit more sure and then they could have been like they a must, maybe they didn't right realize yeah maybe they didn't realize how how impactful he was going to be maybe like 
Well, they just they, they underestimated they underestimated Keanu. How do you not know that? He's like one of the most recognizable, yeah. bankable movie stars right now, right? Like everyone wants yeah. to everyone wants a piece of him. Everyone wants to see what he's working on, yeah. right? So, yeah, I really cool. And, I think it's really, I mean really cool that he's in Cyberpunk, right? Like I think that that game is yeah. already looking like one of the greatest. Uh, it could be one of the greatest RPGs in the last few years, right? When it comes out, uh, I can't I can't wait to play that game. I'm super excited for that. Yeah, I, like I was saying to the guys, I just rewatched the that trailer, and woohoo, mm. that's a yeah. real good trailer. Well, and I think Microsoft, like they went with quantity over quality, and I think yeah. uh, if they had to cut a few of those out and put gameplay, more gameplay for the ones that they kept, I think that would have been stronger. Uh, I also think they could have been a little bit snappier with, like they kept bringing people out, and it's like, yeah. we don't, yeah. you know... Well, I get the, the having the direct, like too. Phil Spencer out there and you know bring out a couple, but it, it was just too many and there was too much time waiting for them to walk out and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, that's uh, what I was. And thinking. then the the gears the gears thing fell flat. Oh and, god, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was cool that they had that under the stage, but like how weird it was. Like, and we've got three WWE stars playing it, and yeah. they wave, and then like and I was like, oh man, are we going to like go into a, like a demo here? And then and they just didn't even show them at yeah, all. Yeah, made no sense. Like, why did they cut away? Like, everyone's expecting gameplay. <laughs> oh, we'll come back yeah. to it in, like ten minutes. Like, oh, so strange. That was, that was but dumb. yeah, I was yeah. thinking, just put a controller in there. Hands. with the pacing yeah, like think like the direct was like 40 something a little more than 40 minutes right and i was like yeah mm, if, the, if that was an on-stage presentation it probably would have been an hour and 15 minutes and it would have been just yeah. like yeah people come shuffling in and out and, and like how nice it is just to be like oh a trailer ended oh another trailer I mean, you know Boom, you know, it's just boom, boom, boom. But they could do that. They could do that live. Like they didn't need to watch Phil Spencer walk it, walk in and walk out. Yeah. Like to me, it's like Although, do the trailer. I do love me a good if, Phil if you Spencer don't moment. like turn the lights off or something, and then have them stand there so that it's just boom. Like they, you know, come back to the co- the the stage and he's just there and just starts talking or something. You mean you don't but... want to see him pop out of the chair? The fact yeah. is, with, with the directs, we don't get these interludes where developers or, or other game makers come out and talk about the games, which I think does hurt the pacing, right? Like, I get wanting to hear them talk, and that that's fine. But, like, in a, in this press conference setting where you've got all your eyes on you, and it's it's two hours, you're going trailer, 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 and then, like, then you slow everything down, and you bring people out, and you introduce them, and you they talk about their games. And, yeah, you know, I, I love their passion, and I think some of them are really good speakers, but I think it, it does hurt the pacing of these shows, and I, I wonder if there's a better way to do this or a different. Maybe or, G- GDC is where these things would happen. Maybe not E3 necessarily, yeah. right? Or or put put those developers in the trailer. Like have just pick one person yeah, yeah. for the stage. Like if it's gonna be Phil Spencer, okay, just leave him out there the whole time, mm-hmm. and then just cut back to him, and then go back, and then cut back. But um, just, maybe just we'll getting just... back to the games a little bit, David. Like yeah. they, they opened with a game I think you were really interested in, right? One of the first. Games yeah, Outer Outer Worlds. Um, so Outer Worlds is being made by Tim Kane and Le- Leonard uh, Boyarsky, um, who made the original Fallout. So I'm excited um, to see, and I believe it's the same dev team that did um, Fallout Las Vegas, I believe. Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 Obsidian, is it right? Is that the name? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I yeah, I think look so. This up. Um, yeah. But Outer Worlds seems kind of like Fallout in space, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. Yeah, that was the vibes um, I was getting. 
And it's soon yeah. too, right? October twenty fifth. It's October. That's sooner. Yeah. That's sooner than I thought it would be. I thought that was a twenty twenty game as well. So it's good. It's good that we're getting, uh, you know, a few. Like there were a lot of games they showed Microsoft specifically that were twenty twenty. So it was nice to get one yeah, for the end of the year. That'll be a good one. The only problem is you probably won't be done with Dragon Quest at that point. Yeah, David might be. Because. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Because for like the 2020 Microsoft stuff, like Wasteland 3 was something I was looking forward to. And I didn't, I thought it was closer than 2020. I, like, I thought they were done, but apparently not. Yeah. Um, then you had Dragon Ball Z Kakaro or however you want to pronounce it. Which is, yeah. Yeah. Early 2020. Um, Fantasy Star Online 2 is spring 2020. And that's going to be on PC, uh, right? That's where we're going to be playing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that Xbox, Tales... PC, and PS4, or is it I, I just think, in the Xbox ecosystem? I think ecosystem? it's just Xbox and PC. That's a really yeah. interesting uh, title for them to go after because they, they've traditionally shied away from you know kind of more Japanese games like that. So we'll see if it does well. I, I know people were excited about that game finally coming to the West after years and years of uh, you know petitions and begging and stuff like that. So, but it is an MMO yeah. at the same time, so I don't, I don't know if I'm going to play it. But yeah, it's cool no, for cool for people to get it. Yeah um tales of arise looks pretty cool and uh, again just in 2020 so it's i find it hard to get excited for the 2020 mm-hmm. stuff because it's so f- although unless it unless it's like guaranteed early or something it's like ah because if you're only giving me 2020 date yeah it could be november i, I immediately think yeah. late yeah the thing with tales of arise is... looked good i got i thought that trailer was a good one. Oh yeah and now this yeah. game leaked right uh this was part of the leaks yes, that came did. before but you yeah, only yeah. you only saw a screenshot from behind, so it just looked very mm-hmm. much like Monster Hunter Worlds, and it was it sort did, of yeah. like, mm, well, like Tales has always been a very anime fueled uh, series, right? So it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to sort of lose its personality, right? But this trailer uh, sort of erased that feeling because it, it's still you know they're anime characters for sure, but mm-hmm. it just looks gorgeous, like. The game. When the guy, when when the male protagonist pulled the sword out of the woman, uh, the female protagonist, I couldn't help but think, Xenoblade? Yeah. Like, is that not yeah. Xenoblade 2? Right? Like, I was getting some Xeno- the blade, Xenoblade right? vibes. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. getting those yeah. vibes. But yeah. fa- obviously more Monster Hunter style combat or tail. It seems even faster than Tails uh, type combat, right? Because they didn't, they didn't have like the, Tails puts you in like a, a space where the fighting happens when you encounter a battle, right? Like it's maybe a corridor, a different, it was a confined space. Whereas this game seemed like the combat is, you can just fight anywhere, you know? Yeah, I have not played a Tales game in a real long time. Um, but, you same, know what, I could potentially be swayed here. It's coming PC, Xbox, um, and PlayStation, so. Yeah, I, I would consider playing this after we see a little bit more. And if it turns out like it's, uh, it, based on the, this trailer, if it turns out that way, it looked. I thought it looked pretty good. So but I, we'll see what I happens. I could totally see, like David said, this being a late 2020. Mm-hmm, it could yeah, be, I wouldn't, yeah. I don't think it'd take much to push that one. Yeah. Um, before we get to the big one for Microsoft, uh, RPG time actually looked kind of, kind of neat. It looked like a weird, that was the pen and paper ish looking one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those ones where it may, like, it's so different that maybe it, it actually is enjoyable or it, or it just doesn't, it just flops. Like definitely seemed more like a see. Nintendo type of announcement, right? Other than a, not really a Microsoft Xbox kind of thing but it just shows you they're trying to dip their toes into different genres and sort of appeal to every gamer right instead of just sort of hey mm-hmm. we got shooters um 
Yeah, I mean, it looked cute. Uh, definitely not something I'll probably ever play. But yeah, like it had some of the crafty kind of um, like Paper Mario, uh, even Yoshi's Crafted World look to it. And then obviously mm-hmm. the, the pen and paper, you know, sketching too. Um, looked strange, but looked like it could probably be pretty cool. The the screenshots I'm looking at, uh, I I kind of like I, I was I was watching the Microsoft conference. When this game came up, my eyes just kind of glossed over. Like I don't know exactly what I'm even looking at. Like what is the gameplay? What is this? And I'm looking at screenshots, and it, oh, they're all so busy. Like there's so much color, so much going on. I think it's almost too much. I think it kind of takes away. Uh, th- this game is going to be weird for sure. Maybe it'll be good. I don't know. But looking at it, I'm just like, what is going on here? It just seems so weird and uh kind of out there you know but we yeah, have we'll see we'll see yeah and uh the last one for microsoft is the big one it's cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. um now it's it's funny it, it, in well i guess sony wasn't here to announce it so i guess that's why but it's like my understanding is it's both microsoft and ps4 mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh oh and and pc and as PC. well yeah. as well yeah so uh i think i'll probably pick it up on pc definitely picking it up for mm-hmm. sure um but yeah that that looks incredible and i hope it makes that april 16th uh date because i could see it getting pushed i think witcher got pushed if i'm not mistaken um i I don't know what it was originally going to release at, but i'm pretty sure it got delayed um you know what cd project red like they i mean they're coming off the high of the witcher and uh, you know one of those really well good selling games and the dlc sold pretty well too um, I, I wish that we had seen more gameplay of cyberpunk. I feel like we're still seeing a lot of cutscenes, you know, and setting up mm-hmm. what the world is going to be like. I, w- I, I think there are extended gameplay demos, but I think they're all behind closed doors. So maybe we'll see it in a couple days when that stuff comes out. But I did, I do still want to see more gameplay. Like I, I I'm hooked. I'm, I'm going to get it, but like, man, I, I, I do want to see a little bit more of the gameplay variety that's happening there. For sure. Yeah. I almost was half expecting this to be like, that straddling the generation lines, right? Where it'd be like, it's actually coming out on PS5 and PS4, but like, you're going to want to play it on PS5, you know? Um, but obviously if it's in April, that's going to be what? A good, probably six months, five, six months until the next generation comes out. So, uh, yeah, next, next generation is probably November, maybe October next year is my guess. So yeah, I, I I'm with you, Case. I thought this I thought this was gonna be a next gen game too. One of the reasons why I thought it was gonna either get delayed or they weren't gonna show us a date. I thought it would just be 2020, but for Keanu to come out and say nope, April 16, here we go. I'm like yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. I wonder if I trust Keanu. Maybe they're just really confident. Maybe they're just really confident that a they're gonna hit that deadline and b that this game's gonna look so good on current gen. That they don't even need to wait for the next gen, like it's you know, and maybe maybe it'll take advantage, and maybe it'll uh, upres or look even better on the uh, the next gen consoles too, which seem to be backwards compatible. The super HD version, HD or HD plus or something, 8K. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know. Well, we'll see what the new consoles bring, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Cyberpunk. It's it's gonna be a really good one. Yeah. Well, I think the the this gen will probably stick around. Like, even though it's gonna the next gen will come out mm-hmm. next holiday season, I don't think there's. I think the the delay between like people upgrading or is gonna be higher this time around than the last, even the last time, because it just sounds like there's so much going into the next stuff. Yeah. See, I, um, I was thinking about the, that too. The costs are gonna be high. You no, know, I was thinking like, about that too. I think they're. Tough. I think the new extended systems are gonna be really expensive. You know, five hundred dollars plus for each of them, probably. But the thing yeah. is, if they both go backwards compatible, 
they are encouraging more people to jump ship sooner. So they, they might be cost prohibitive systems, but if they're backwards compatible, what's the point in holding on to a PS4 or an Xbox One X if I could like maybe trade it in at, at GameStop or EB Games and get a good deal on one of the new consoles? I, I would I would like to do that and just upgrade sooner. I like being you know one of the first to have the new the new hotness, of course, mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, if all my games, uh, especially my PSN games, if all the games I've downloaded on PlayStation will come over and I can re-download them on PS5, I would I would honestly switch pretty quickly. That would be one of those big selling points to me to upgrade right away. But uh, they obviously haven't told us very much, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I could see that being a big selling factor of uh, mm-hmm. Xbox because it's like yeah. their their whole thing, right? It's like play the games where you want, when you want, blah 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 blah. You know, yeah, the game yeah. pass and everything. So I could really, mm-hmm. and I saw one of the rumors. Uh, you know, obviously they didn't really go into too much. Um, you know, on their breakdown, uh, mm-hmm. but I saw that it would be potentially backwards compatible with every Xbox. You know, um, so yeah, four even all the way to Xbox, uh, the original Xbox. Yeah. that would be that is that is an achievement for so sure. So that, that would be bonkers. Kudos you know? to them. Um, yeah, it is it is bonkers. But yeah, so. It should be definitely interesting. Next E3 is going to be insane. <laughs> yeah, oh, no kidding. It's too bad the next generation wasn't coming out a little earlier, Casey, because there there might be a spike uh, spike drop in the PS4 uh, used market. Yeah, where for, for, you you might that's be right. able <laughs> to, to, to get my final <laughs> Fantasy seven on. Yeah, yeah, everyone's trading in their PS4, drop the prices like mad. So. They, I could see them dropping the price this holiday, though, right? Like, doesn't that make sense? Around Black Friday, let's get as many people to uh, buy a PS4 or an Xbox One before the next systems come out. They got to start clearing stock. I mean, I'm, sure, I'm pretty so. sure you can get like a, an Xbox for 200 bucks. Yeah, they've been really. Yeah. They've had some really aggressive sales. Uh, Sony less so with PlayStation, but yeah. I guess. I guess they, you know, I guess again, they're in the lead, the right? They don't yeah. feel like they have to. Yeah. Well, that's what's just so funny with. With the generations, it seems like with Microsoft and Sony, and I know we're sort of mm-hmm. getting off track of the RPGs, but how it's just sort of like when one's on top, it's like, no, oh, you know, I can't, we can do no wrong. Just screw everyone else. Yeah. We do our own thing. And then all of a sudden, like the loser of the generation comes back, like fixing all the things and then some, and then they're the new kings, but now they're dumb and they're, no, we yeah. can do no wrong anymore. We fixed everything. And so it, it seems like they just keep going back and forth. So it'll be well, look, interesting. Look what happened with the Nintendo Wii, right? Nintendo oh, Wii gosh. comes out and they follow it up with the Wii U, right? Oh. Like not to say that they were. I, I mean, the Wii sold a ton of consoles. Not to say they were super on top. Like I think Xbox 360 did really well too. Yeah. Even PS3 did well. Like there wasn't really a clear loser that gen. But then you know there was a definite loser with the Wii U coming out against the PS4 and Xbox One, right? Yeah. Not even close. Yeah, so. it should be interesting to see if uh, Microsoft can come back. I. I I'd love to mm-hmm. see them come back swinging. I mean, they're they're going to be swinging. We'll see if those uh, swings swinging, land or yeah. not. Um, but yeah, obviously very happy with the switch so far. But yeah, anyway, sure. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, why don't we just take a quick break and we'll come back with um, what I call the 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 winner of E3. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back, and we are going to be going over all of the Square Enix 
announcements. Um, I've moved a couple of the Nintendo ones over into Square Enix He's because padding. I mean they're the they're the developer. Yeah, padding the padding He's just the stats. To help Square his Enix. argument that it was the best in show as far as depressing. Look at how good go. their conference was, guys. They took all these Nintendo games and made them theirs. <laughs> yeah. What's this, Luigi's ba- Zelda: Breath of the Wild two? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, if if uh, Square hadn't given them the game, they wouldn't have been able to put it in the direct. So, <laughs> well, you did forget that, Breath that's of the how Wild it works for, me. for Nintendo. It's sort of an RPG. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, we were only talking about games that exist. So, <laughs> don't don't talk about Breath of the Wild two without Neil here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it'd be in the same vein as talking about Metroid Four at this point, wouldn't it? Mm. Uh, hey, at least we've seen at least we've seen what Breath of the Wild two looks like. Yeah. Still logo was looking 60 mighty seconds fine, more of metro yeah the whole 60 seconds more for of metroid than metroid 4 um all right well let's start off strong with the final 7 remake final fantasy 7 remake uh, we've got the date finally march 3rd we all know where we're going to be on march you know what's 3rd. beautiful about march 3rd yeah. that's right after tax season yeah. baby or right when tax season starts no, so all I know is it's going to be cold when I'm camping out in front of the EB at uh, waiting for my <laughs> Yeah, coffee. right. You're going to be right. throwing a, a brick through the window. I need my coffee now. <laughs> yeah. Come on, David. You're not you're not going to go digital here so you can play at midnight. Come on. He doesn't want to play it on mm-hmm. March 13th. He wants to play it on March 3rd. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll oh, probably right. <laughs> be. Yeah. I, I forgot who I was talking to for a second there. I'll just be walking into the store at the end of February, going. I'm just going to use your bathroom yeah, for a just minute. Camp out. To see what's you're going to be at. See what's a- ask Star- See what's in ask, your stock ask room. Starbucks if they'll stay up until midnight, so you can download it there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I tell you. Well, what, I'll be man. in front of the Starbucks. So anyway, hey, they they mm-hmm. knew right. We knew it was time to see Final Fantasy VII, and mm-hmm. they delivered. Man, they absolutely delivered. There's no other way. I mean, to we put got it. we got a tr- we got a trailer about a month ago, right? Like a cinematic trailer that kind of told us, yeah, expect more in June. Like we're still working on this game. Like it's coming along. I can't believe it's coming as soon as March third. Actually, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be further out than that. But then we did kind of get pseudo confirmation, not really, yes, really, that this is just going to be Midgar, right? This is it's going to be two Blu-ray discs in one case. And it's just going to be the Midgar section of the game, however long or however much they've extended that from the original. I don't know, but yeah, this is it's it's still episodic. But I I, I was reading uh, somewhere that uh, Nomura basically talked about, or, or one of the one of the developers talked about. We don't even know. They they were saying they don't even know how yeah, long that was. It's going to be. Was Katassi. Right? Yeah, Katassi, Katassi they, was. Yeah, they don't you know how many was, games it's going to be. Like that's yeah, crazy was, to me. Yeah. They're like, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, it's they they confirmed it's Midgar, yeah, and then uh, yeah, they they don't know how how many after but that. Two, but two two Blu-ray discs <laughs> just for Midgar—that's crazy. I, I was gonna say when they yeah. zoomed out, right, and you could see each like individual building. Do you think it's gonna yeah. just be like an open world Midgar, like like could you be. could that, essentially that would be... all, maybe not literally everywhere, yeah. but like. A huge open air. It makes it makes sense. It makes sense for the amount of content in that game and the fact that they're so confident that they remember they kept saying during the presentation like this is this could be a standalone game by itself. Like it's a great entry point to playing Final Fantasy VII just buying this game. So they're obviously very confident that it's a full full experience. You know, in in, almost in the vein of um, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, the Torna uh, expansion, right, where they kind of release it standalone. It reminded me of this. 
and how you could just play this game and enjoy this game for what it is without playing the rest of the Final Fantasy VII remake. That would be something if they, if it, even if it ended in a way that you're like, oh, I don't necessarily need to play the next episode. I, I'm not not to say any of us would ever do that. Well, you, but maybe maybe there are players who could. You'll have to buy your PS5 to play the second episode. Isn't that an interesting thing, right? That they're releasing this at the beginning or the the end of one generation, and clearly the next episodes are going to come. Into, well into the lifespan of PS5, right? All if PS5 more does come next year. to uh, get people to double dip on that re-release uh, of the first maybe, one beforehand. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure, I, sure, I remember there were so many, re- like The Last of Us, you know, so many re-releases at the beginning of PS4. And I mean, even look mm-hmm. at the Switch, you're getting ports all over the place. So I think it's probably yeah, yeah. pretty um, safe to say, like, that'll be on PS5 and as well. Well, yeah, yeah. Except for if it's backwards compatible, then there might be less reason yeah, to. Well, don't create, don't tell Square that. A... They could add an, yeah. they could add an enhancements, yeah. right? They could say like down, download like this, you know, this special uh, DLC pack that like it gives you enhanced graphics or something like that. Like you could very easily like upres it for PS5 and say like, oh, come back, you know, buy Final Fantasy VII Remake now, even if it's on a PS4 disc, it's still like enhanced for PS5, 8K, right? Baby. That phrase enhanced, enhanced for the new console. You hear that all the time with Xbox One X, right? That old games are they look better like original xbox games look better uh, they are enhanced by xbox one x so clearly the next gen consoles are able to make older games no matter how old look better so they, you can do the same thing here too yeah and uh, we also know for that uh, so nomura is directing mm-hmm. um they, they have all the heavy hitters like katase is part of it yeah um uh, nojima is uh the writer and he was the scenario writer for like the original yeah, final, he, fantasy he was 7, the original final fantasy Ed, yep. final fantasy 10 mm-hmm. advent children like th- th- this is the a team it is they, the A-team. They've, yeah yeah they've got everyone yeah so looking forward this is definitely uh the like what blew my mind the most like we knew it was coming but it just it just looks fabulous. Just to Incredible. just to take like, take another step on the you know a little bit more pessimism maybe or some pessimism. This is also the delay team. So March third, I wouldn't pencil that in as a definite date. Remember how remember they did that stupid presentation with Final Fantasy fifteen and like I, uh, the kind of funny guys Greg Miller Tim Geddes were there and they released oh September they did this big dog and pony show oh September thirtieth or something for Final Fantasy fifteen and it still got delayed they did a whole press conference <laughs> just to announce the bloody release date and it still got yeah. delayed so uh, March third take that with a grain of salt yeah it's great you know we're all excited about playing this game in March this could very easily slip to May or or later than that like. These guys, you know, the games that Nomura Kadesi work on, like I think they, we, we need to be aware that delays are very, very possible with They're these imminent. guys. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they want to make promises, especially about this game that's been in, in the in works for a long time. You know, March third sounds really great. Hey guys, it's only a, it's only a few months away, but is it really? We're gonna. I mean, it looked pretty good, but we'll see what happens. I, I'm not yeah. ready to trust that date 100. percent Yeah, and you know what? We've waited long enough. I mean, right. I, I, I don't want to wait, you know, too much longer, of course, but, you know, if it gets delayed, it gets delayed. Then then you'll have yeah. more time to play Animal Crossing, if that isn't delayed. Exactly, but, exactly. But that Tifa reveal, though, man. Oh, they even teased it, like, you guys ready to see Tifa? And then yeah, he's like, yeah, so not good. yet. <laughs> 
She looks she looks great actually. That that character model oh, looks really nailed good. It, I'm, nailed I'm, I'm it. happy they went in that direction. They did nail it. Like they they nailed the nostalgia of what the FF7 character looked like, uh, the original version looked like, but they really modernized it in a tasteful way. Yeah, I think they she, honed her I down really in cool. some I think areas. Her, her uh, yeah, for sure. But uh, her 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 fighting style looked really cool. Like it looked kind of like a Street Fighter type character, you know, with like oh, her man. flying uppercats and the spinning kicks and stuff. Like yeah. it looked really neat. Like I wanted, I didn't nor I wouldn't normally use her in my FF7 party. But for with with maybe the visuals of the combat now the the more active or action based combat she looked really great there too so I'm I'm excited to try her out. The, the real shame of this whole thing only taking place in Midgar to start is we won't get to see our boy Sid smoking well, that cigarette. Uh, <laughs> we might not see Sid for a that while. Might, yeah, it's probably gonna be episode four or five. You I know, know. How who knows depressing. how many parts this game's gonna bloody be? Yeah. Twenty twenty nine. The reveal right. of Sid. Yeah. You guys ready to see Sid? <laughs> yeah, I want. I wanted to see uh, some Red Thirteen combat. Oh, oh yeah. that. Oh, that'll be, be really cool. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. you will get to see that in this portion though, which is nice, right? Like that is definitely a a Midgar section. So maybe he'll maybe in the next video they do we'll get to see him. I mean, I remember from FF15 they did regular video updates, like not not directs, but they did. I, I think they call them like active time presentations or something like that um active time events and so you got to see a lot of ff15 so maybe now that the ff7 is kind of out in the open that excuse me they've got their release date and everything like that maybe we will see more like month monthly updates or something on the game so uh hopefully we'll see red 13 soon too and that'll be one of the monthly updates maybe we'll see will be like and we've delayed it till don corneo oh my god yeah, oh, just don don the... corneo, yeah. <laughs> maybe he gets his own update on their um on their <laughs> yeah. twitter page they just, do a, they just do a 30 side. minute presentation 30 minute presentation it's just him humping the air like that just him yeah if, just there's, hip thrusting. if there's if there's no don corneo humping uh scene then uh, i well, write. We're, we're i, I can't wait sure. to see what they're going to do with that what are they going to do with that that whole segment of the game which you know a lot of people would find distasteful now it, yeah how are they going to change it well right? I, I hope it's i'm sure they're going to change it somehow and i yeah. I, I, yeah. Can't I can't see it faithful baby and i sure. want we're going to have to get a thirsty mage exclusive uh comparison video yeah exactly yeah, well and also his, uh, his hip the... thrusting is much more defined in this new version of the game yeah or the the red 13 and um Eris uh, breeding. Uh... Oh gosh! Yeah, go. that's Hojo, man. He was a sick mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we've in terms of the villains, we've only seen Sephiroth, right? Woo! We haven't seen any of the other like Shinra, Shinra baddies, yeah. or or even the um, what are the name the uh, uh, God, the Turks? We haven't seen them either. So it'll be really cool yeah. to see what those guys look like uh, with the new well, graphics. It was like I was when we were talking when I was talking with Neil earlier. Um, the the um, my worry is that those ghosts that were mm. attacking Aerith, like, are they going to turn the Turks into like some kind of um, spectral villains? Like, I'm really no, I hoping hope not. That... Yeah. yeah, that would be. Yeah, yeah. and then that would be weird. Um, to to see Sephiroth was even weird because we don't ever see Sephiroth in mm-hmm. Midgar. So I gotta say, be... there he looks great though. I think I really like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. They needed too. that pop off moment though. Yeah. 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 But it looked like he was only in Cloud's mind anyway, that so could be. It, I, it's not. It, if that's the case, then it's not really changing a whole lot because mm-hmm. it's just yeah. Because yeah, he went to so. slash at him right, and then it was just gone. Keep that hatred was it was yeah. that the line or something similar to that? Like oh mm-hmm. baby, yeah, 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 right. Can we can yeah. we talk a little bit about the combat before we move on to the next game? Like I I, I, I this is one thing I was worried about, David. I think you were worried with me a little bit that it was just going to be pure action based like FF15. 
and not not have some of the turn-based characteristics or the things we really liked about the original version. Um, but it seems they, they do some really cool things where you kind of build up an active time uh, you build up an active time battle meter that allows you to use abilities uh, like like ca you know casting spells or uh, using your I guess your limit breaks as well. You can use those through the, this meter charging up. Uh, but you can also pause time to use these abilities. Like you can kind of stop everything and kind of tactfully or uh, uh, yeah, tactically choose which enemy you're going to uh, attack or which one you're going to use an ability on. So they seem to be, do, they seem to have come up with a really interesting mix of the action combat from 15 and the turn-based system of the original FF7. It's, I mean, this isn't turn-based combat, but they found a way to kind of Keep bring that, that back in, in some way. After, yeah. I mean, DNA well, is the perfect of... way to say it, Case. You're right, yeah. yeah. Well, and it reminds me a bit of Final Fantasy XII's combat mm, because sure. it's kind of similar in the same vein where it's like you've got that auto attack where you just you don't really have to do anything, mm -hmm. but then you can pause time to change up the like what you're doing. Sure, I issue issue commands or put in new gambits or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's so it's not. Uh, I guess yeah, DNA is probably the best way to put mm -hmm. it. It's it's based off of something. Yeah, but it's obviously it's something new. That, so the hybrid system, I'm excited for. Yeah, I'm just, it's good that they just found a way to put turn-based, some form of turn-based in mm -hmm. there. Yeah, um, I think that's it just it's tasteful. Great. You know, like you said, it sort of keeps enough of the original while bringing it to a much more modern feel, and quite frankly, a much more probably you know uh, appeals to a more broad audience. You know. That's it, yeah. Turn-based doesn't really... I mean, it appeals to us because we grew up with those games and we still have nostalgia for them. Um, but you're right. I mean, to bring it to a modern audience, you need to have combat that involves and is more involving, right? Gives you more agency, more things to do. Um, speaking of, we got to talk about that fight with the scorpion boss, uh, the, the mechanical scorpion, because oh, that, was, that, was that was an epic, epic Battle. And he I, was such I, I a wiener in the first it to last that <laughs> in this final phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? he, he just I mean, he's, he's, he's a tutorial boss, right? He, he's meant to help you figure yeah. out the game, but in this one, that that fight looked like it lasted thirty minutes <laughs> or something. Like they were doing yeah. no damage to him at all. Like it seemed really, really involved. He, he got a serious buff. Yeah. Oh, for You're sure. On, yeah, and if you thought there was a lot of swearing in the Stanley Cup final, there. There was just right, as right. much in that fight. Yeah, yeah 90%, 90 of it from Barrett. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I really liked how they were hiding behind cover to avoid the laser. They were finding ways to like open up the, the or attack the, uh, the uh, scorpion's weak points to kind of make him vulnerable and stuff like that. The combat just looks really flashy and dynamic and like it just seems like a lot of fun to play. Uh, this game, man, this game's going to be really good, I think. Like, I, I had a lot of doubts and reservations before, but the, they, the Square Enix really knocked this presentation out of the park mm -hmm. by starting off with kind of the thing everyone was excited about, but maybe also worried about. Like, they were worried yeah. how this game was going to turn out, and it looks like it's going to be, it's turning out really great. Yeah, with, with those high expectations, right? You know, it, it's like, mm. you better deliver, uh, deliver, otherwise, you sure, know, we're sure. going to be running into trouble. Especially with yeah. a game with such a legacy, where it's like, if the, if the remake stunk, or even was just mm -hmm. like, eh, it's like, it was okay, just lackluster, you know? It's like, people yeah. would... Oh, it it would tarnish it. I mean, not tarnish the legacy of the original game. Obviously, I, I don't think that it would have that power. But it would be such a letdown. Um, mm -hmm. So for them to come out and really just, whoo, show the gameplay. I mean, it looks amazing. You have those like oh the the Tifa reveal. You know, like mm -hmm. all the moments. It, it was just perfect. 
I mean, this is the prototypical remake. This is the remake that everyone had been asking for. I mean, you think of any other game, any other series, it was Final Fantasy VII that everyone wanted to see remade. And yeah, of course, we still request other remakes and we still get other remakes. But this is the this is the one when they first showed this game or that it was in development. Oh, that, man. that first cinematic CG trailer. That music people, came... oh. everyone lost it. Everyone lost their goddamn minds. And and now we're finally getting it. And it seems like they're doing it justice. And you know, honestly, kudos to them for undertaking what what is obviously a, a significant project with huge huge expectations on their shoulders. And they seem to be they seem to have found a way to meet those expectations. So. Yeah, I, you know, March 3rd or whatever the hell it is next year, we're going to be playing this game, boys, and it's going to be a hell of a time. Ooh-wee! Looking forward to it. Yep. I guess I guess we should move on to some other Square games, though. Um, the next one I have on my list is Dragon Quest Eleven for the Switch. <laughs> Very good, Case. Very good. I feel like we heard that song a million times throughout E3. We did. We did yeah. yeah, I think so. Well, and it's I, I'm. It's funny to see that uh, the Switch is getting the definitive version. It's got both the uh, modern graphics with the 16-bit option. It has the orchestral music. It's just. It seems like uh, if you enjoy Dragon Quest, uh, this is the the way to play it. The way to play it. I mean that that's that's putting it lightly. This is this is not just a definitive edition. It is the definitive version of this game that adds so much extra content. Yeah, you get the 16-bit graphics, but there's extra story content. There's like side missions with the characters. Uh, there's I think there's a lot more voice acting as well in the game. I think all between your party members and stuff like that. Uh, I think there's extra music in the game. You get I think you get Japanese and uh, English uh, voices if I'm not mistaken. There's a, they've added a ton to this game. Yeah, and and it's funny they showed it during Square Enix's uh, presentation, but didn't give it a date, right? And then Nintendo is mm-hmm. when we finally got the date, September twenty seventh. Um, I think a lot of us, or at least I, I don't, I don't know if I was just I read somewhere speculation, or for some reason in my mind I, I felt like September was the the month it was coming. Um, yeah, we were both on that case. I, I I thought September. I thought I thought I'd heard it somewhere before that. That's too. what Maybe I thought too. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it would have been nicer a little earlier in the month, but twenty seventh, mm-hmm. I am I am ready. This seems like a beautiful fall game. You know, the weather's yeah, going to start yeah. turning. We're going to be playing this beautiful game. Uh, I am I am stoked. I am ready. Um, and you know, I'm, it just is what it is at this point, right? We got three more months, and then uh, we'll we'll finally be able to jam out. Um, you know, I I knew it was coming to the Switch. You know, of course. Uh, we knew it was coming in Japan, but we all figured it would be coming uh, to the Switch eventually. So it wasn't a game mm-hmm. I ever picked up beforehand. So it's going to be first time playing through, and and my body is ready, as uh, the 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 big man Reggie would say himself. That's right. Yeah, it'll be the same with me. It's the first time I'll be playing it, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm happy. I I actually was on the fence about getting it on the PS4 not too long ago, and then thinking, yeah, I'll just maybe wait to see if it comes out on Switch and. I am happy that I waited. Funny enough, this is one, just last thing, this was one of the games that was announced or teased uh, around this time of the Switch reveal, right? Like, I think they I think they even jumped the gun a little bit that uh, the, maybe the um, head developer or whoever's in charge of the game um, 
was kind of like, oh yeah, the, the, the Dragon Quest Eleven is coming to Switch, uh, and we, we there was such a long time period where we heard nothing about it, and they only wanted to talk about the PS4 and the 3DS versions, and we kept asking, you know, what about the Switch version? What about the Switch version? But they seem to have really made it its own title, and it's not just another version of the game. It's not just a port. It's not it's not a port at all. It, it's it's the best version of this game that has the most to offer. So yeah, I can't wait. I'm I'm super stoked for this game. Maybe. It might even be the game, we're going to talk about this, but it might be the game I'm looking forward to the most right now. And what's beautiful is going to be when all of us are playing it together at like the same, like, because that's one yeah. of the best moments and and probably one of the reasons I really love, I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is a phenomenal mm-hmm. game in its own right, but like, it was me and David, like, every day we're talking about where yeah, we were, yeah. what we were doing, and it was just so much fun to have that sort of, um, you know, a partner playing with me essentially so mm-hmm. it'll be fun to have uh, all of us sort of jam i mean there's gonna be like that. five or six of us playing this game at the same time i think it's gonna be really yeah. great and then to have perry telling us get her own chat yeah, yeah perry's yeah. like per- <laughs> i could tell you everything that happens in, in xenoblade 2 and i haven't played a minute <laughs> <That's right>. yeah <laughs> all right moving along we've got the mana collection Whee! that uh, mm-hmm. shadow dropped yeah, yeah. dude that was and perfect Huge shadow drop, huge. Except it sucks because I want to pick it up, but I also want that physical edition, which I believe was confirmed for August 27th. um, Yeah. Which I'm still torn. I'm still torn about which one to get. Like, I want to play this now. I don't want to wait two and a half months for it, but uh, yeah, I really do want it in box. See, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then part of me is like, well, Casey, let's back up a second. You're not going to play the the Game Boy game, probably, you know? Like, maybe you'll dabble with it. But really, <laughs> yeah. like, you want to play Mana, you know, Secret of Mana and Trials of Mana, right? Those are the, the, yeah, the two yeah. ones. But then it's like, yep. you've got Secret of Mana on your Super Nintendo Classic. And then <laughs> the next game we're going to talk about, Trials of Mana comes out, a remake in early 2020, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I could just save the money. <laughs> but then but then the Jimmy kicks in and is like, well, pfft. You could just play those games on your Switch instead. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited about this collection, and I I don't know when I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play through all the games at, uh, uh, soon. I you know what? Yeah, I know a lot of people can look at the Game Boy game like ah oh, you know you know it's it's probably it's obviously the weakest of the three, and that's probably true. But I there's something I really enjoy about playing Game Boy games on my Switch. There's something about the way they look that I really love. Like I reviewed the uh, Castlevania Anniversary Collection, and two of the games were Castlevania Game Boy games. And I'm like, I really love just looking at these games on my Switch screen. Like, man, I, what would I give for there to be Game Boy games added to the Nintendo Switch Online or, you know, God willing, a, a virtual console for Game Boy games or something like that to come back. Like, I, there's something I really like about that. But this collection, the fact that we're finally getting to play uh, Seiken Tetsu 3, a, a fully localized version, in the in the original Super Nintendo version, basically, mm. for Super Famicom, I should say. And then we're going to get a, a remake of that as well. I'm actually less excited about the remake because if you think about... Uh, Square did do remakes of, uh, I guess, uh, the Final Fantasy Adventure or the first Secret of Mana, uh, the original Secret of Mana Super Nintendo. They did remakes of those games on Vita. PS3, I think, was where you could play them. And I don't think those were received as well. So my concern is that Trials of Mana might just be... You know, it is, it's a remake, but they don't, you know, maybe it doesn't play that great. I still feel like Mana Collection might be the best way to play these games uh, in their kind of their original form. So I'm, I'm excited to get into the collection at some point when I'm like, 
uh, it's probably going to be like later this month when I'm just like, I can't, I can't wait any longer <laughs> yeah. to hell with it. I'm I just going to yeah. download it tonight. You know, I withheld the urge for three weeks. Uh, yeah. I tell you what, I mean, I guess we can, I don't want to, I want to give David his, uh, his time in the sun here for the collection, which I know he's been playing actually, mm-hmm. but looking at the gameplay of trials of mana, uh, from the Treehouse. It looks wonderful, man. Does it? Okay, okay, it, that's good. It looks like graphic, like the graphics look wonderful. Like you're getting into combat, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll send you a link. Oh, it definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to have a look at this. It definitely I, looks I missed nice. some of the treehouse. I, I missed a bunch of the treehouse today, except for the fire emblem. So I do want to see this. Yeah, I'm still working on Final Fantasy Adventure. Man, that's that's not. Uh, <laughs> it, it's definitely going to be the weakest of the three, mm-hmm. but. Uh, like you said, having it on the Game Boy though, like having a Game Boy on the Switch, it yeah. it does look nice. And there's they they have different views of how to do it too. Like there's three different colorations. Mm. There's like the original kind of um, green, ga- like very yeah, yeah. retro Game Boy look, and then there's kind of like a Game Boy color okay. style one. And then there's there's I guess I don't know if you call it like pixel perfect where it's like white and gray yeah and that's yeah. the one I'm playing the on Castlevania and that, that... collection had that too and I yeah. that, I played on that gray one as well yeah and then you can change the size of it like you can have it obviously it's a square so it could mm-hmm. fill like t- top to bottom yeah. uh, with just a little on the edges or you could shrink it down so it's um, a smaller box on the screen and I'm doing that as well yeah it's nice when you get those visual options too that, that kind of suit your preferences right yeah, but my uh, my biggest issue with it now is like the hit the hit boxes are all over the place. Oh really? <laughs> like, oh jeez. Yeah. I'm I'm like halfway across the screen and I'm getting hit and I'm like, come on, yeah. like, and then it's yeah, it's it's weird. It's uh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not loving that one. I'll be happy when I get through it mm-hmm. so I can get on to Secret Dude, of Mana the, and the, Trials of Mana. The music in Secret of Mana is so 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 good. I haven't really mm-hmm. played the game ever. But I sure as hell as li- have listened to that soundtrack, and man, it is yeah, great. bumping. Yeah, very yeah. good. And then, like you said, Trials of Mana is coming out early 2020, and that's like a full-on remake um, action RPG. So um, I guess well, I guess after I play Trials of Mana, then uh, the original version maybe maybe it'll yep. Like because right now I, d- I have no real frame of reference to. Mm-hmm. It looks nice, but I don't know. I'm not a huge action RPG fan myself. Like I kind of like it here and there, but generally speaking, uh, I I'm more of the turn-based man. But what's interesting is this yeah. being, you know, I'm sure there are other examples of early action RPGs, but like, you know, when you generally think of um like Super Nintendo and stuff, right? You're thinking turn-based, you know, Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 6 or 3, whatever one you want to call it. You know those Final Fantasies, turn-based kind of combat, but yeah, um, I don't know. I I'm definitely like I said. I, I don't know if I'm gonna get the physical. I'll if I'll buckle and get the collection, or I, I definitely do want to play these games. It, they've been on my radar for quite some time now, and uh, mm-hmm. man, Square's just like Casey. Come on, they're just poking. Me. I had come a <laughs> I had a little bit of a look at that video you sent, Casey, the Charles Amana, the remake, and it it does look good. I think it looks better than. The two remakes that were, like I said, were Vita games or PS3 or PS4. I don't, I don't remember where those two remakes came to, um, but they, they didn't seem to have as much, uh, uh, maybe a budget, or they just don't look as polished as this Trials of Mana uh, 
remake does. So yeah, maybe maybe this one's gonna be uh, you know kind of go away from the other two and be a better game. Uh, does the video does look pretty good? I think you I think you're right. I think the combat looks pretty fun too. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm optimistic about this one. Yeah. Um, just because we're Square has so many titles and we're pressing for time, I'm I'm going to just uh, throw out the names and dates for the next few titles and if you guys want to jump in if you have um anything to say about them we've got final fantasy crystal chronicles remastered Ooh, which is yeah sometime in 2019 i uh, am ready that should be a fun yeah it'll be good uh online multiplayer I, that so. is definitely the most important aspect right online multiplayer uh this mm-hmm. is a game i actually played in high school like the old-fashioned way like with your game boy uh advance and your your um connector cable and it was a pain in the neck, right? But I remember playing this with I. We scrounged up four people, and it was like the the most ragtag group of kids, like like people I've never really hung out with before. But we were like, well, they've got a Game Boy Advance, and they want to play Crystal Chronicles. Like, let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think this could be a really fun game, especially if all of us sort of get into it and like mm-hmm. set out times. Like, let's all right, let's meet up play for a couple hours online uh I, th- I think this could be a really really fun and it could be something if you know obviously if uh it's like say the, the three of us and neil or someone else on um on staff wants to play you set up maybe we stream it too you know uh it could mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. could be a really fun sort of uh thing to do yeah i like the online multiplayer too it was so cumbersome to try to set up the multiplayer before um I'll, I'll be a little bit of a Debbie Downer here. I think it, I don't think it looks very good. I think it looks, I think it, the age really shows in this game. I think the remaster maybe hasn't done enough or that much to make it visually Im- impressive or interesting to me. Like I, I, I think it looks kind of plain and washed out and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe that'll change before release, but um, I, I am, I am excited to play this game with you guys. If we're able to get that happening, I think that that would, that part will be really fun. So we'll, 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 uh, we'll see when we get a, uh, an actual release date for it. Yeah. It seems like the, the remaster quote unquote went into the, like, we just added online <laughs> online, which, which is a huge, <laughs> I mean, that is a huge change that kept, that basically makes it playable. Like if it was still local, I don't think it would be that interesting, but the fact that people can play it online is cool. Uh, I think, I think we did get a winter confirmation though. I think it was winter 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, and the next game, hopefully remastered, really means remastered because uh, the last remnant uh, come. Well, actually, Shadow dropped as well. Shadow dropped, and, drop, uh, baby. It's its biggest issue back in the day when it was an Xbox 360 exclusive was the visuals mm. were one of its biggest weaknesses. Yeah. Um. So hopefully they've solved that and maybe it makes the game game a little bit more playable, but. We will find it. Well, based on Seren's suggestion, we foisted this game onto James. So James is working on the review right now. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, apparently the game can be a pretty lengthy one. You know, maybe upwards of a hundred hours. So Woo. we'll see how much he's able to get through before his review is done. <laughs> before he cracks. Um, one of the things that, yeah, <laughs> you might have cracked like five hours in. We'll see. Uh, I I was interested in reviewing the game, maybe or playing through it. But uh, what turned me off a little bit is that it sounds like the combat is really, really technical and you have to you have to learn a lot about it it's very in-depth um and i don't that's not really my jam i don't love rpgs with combat where you have to learn all these really special techniques and combos and stuff like that like i I like it a little bit more simplified so uh that that kind of pushed me away from the game a little bit but i am looking forward to james's review just to see if they've done anything to make it you know maybe the portability really helps this game i don't know but we'll see 
Yeah, and then we have uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is coming out July 12th. Um, th this one, it kind of, to call it an RPG, we might be stretching a little bit, but... Yeah, I guess like an a, a little action-y, right? Um, yeah, for me, this is... I, I didn't play the first one, and how I sort of mentioned before at Minecraft, right? I sort of love the mm -hmm. visual look of Minecraft, um, except Dragon Quest is like, no, we're just going to make it look even nicer, and we're going to add, like, a story and, and more things that appeal to Casey. Uh, so <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> this is one... Um, I'm hoping I get the review on the site, um, but it, I don't know if I'd pick it up otherwise. Uh, I'd certainly be on the fence about it. But, yeah, it looks really splendid. Uh, it's got Dragon Quest wrapping, which is always a good thing. Um, yes. <laughs> and, yeah, it, like I said, it looks gorgeous. They seem to have done a lot. I played the first one uh, about halfway through, maybe a little bit more. Uh, they seem to have changed a lot. Like there's co-op play. The, the environments just seem to have more variety to them. You can go underwater and find treasures and stuff. Um, I, I think the co-op play is actually really neat that you get like two to two to three other players with you uh, or yeah, one to three other players with you and build structures and stuff together. Maybe do quests and stuff together. That's that, that's interesting, especially if it's online co-op. That'd be really cool. Um, uh, yeah, they, they seem to have just taken the game and kind of ratcheted it up to, to up to 50 or something like that. Really, really jacked it up, uh, added some uh, interesting content. So uh, we've only got a month to wait for that one. So not not too long. Uh, I, I think there's a demo coming at the end of this month as well. So for anyone who hasn't played either of the games, uh, there was a demo for the original Dragon Quest Builders. And now it looks like there's gonna be a demo for this one, too. So uh, no reason not to just give it a try and see if it's your jam. Yep. And then uh, we also have uh, Roman Romancing Saga 3 and Saga Scarlet Grace. Um, those are 2020. Um, I can't say I'm a big fan of the Saga series. Uh, I might give them a try just because you never know. Maybe maybe they've, you know, fixed something up that's more to my liking. But the, 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 I know, like, the last kind of Saga-ish game I played was Alliance Alive, and I wasn't uh, overly oh. thrilled with it. So Yeah, Alliance yeah, Alive, so. man. Uh, rough game. Rough game. Uh, yeah. These so, look cool, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to give them a chance, but I'm just uh, cautiously optimistic, I guess would be the best way to put it. I just don't know if kawatsu is going to get my money again he's always got my interest i've said this on previous episodes that i'm always fascinated by this series and just the way that their systems their mechanics are so interesting to me uh romancing saga is a, a a 2d game if i'm not mistaken whereas saga scarlet grace is a 3d one so i think that's a, there yeah. these games are going to be pretty different in terms of how they play uh, or certainly how they look so I I I'm, I'm, I, I downloaded Romantic Saga 2. I probably played about five hours of it. And then, I you know, it hit me like, God, I hate this time of game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, maybe I'm going to do that. You know, fool me once, you know, shame on me. Maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll get screwed again and buy just stupid me. I'll buy the second one or the Romantic Saga 3 thinking it's going to be different. I don't know. Uh, more again, more of that morbid curiosity that comes across. Uh, I, I would be interested in reviewing one of them, sure. But yeah, there, there's something kind of, equally frustrating and intriguing to me about these games and there always has been so uh we d david we got to get a koatsu game on the pod <laughs> at some point so it's, yeah. it's either final fantasy legend or it's one of these romantic saga games so we gotta well, pick one i tell you what if you <laughs> if you're already thinking you're gonna get it you're probably gonna end up with it 
Casey, I've already preloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be saying that in like a month or two when, when it comes preload. Like, oh, shoot, what have I done? I'm going to send you guys a picture in the Slack chat. It's like, just going to be oh, autopilot. My, like, you, you'll, life. you'll like snap out of a haze and you'll be like, what? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. oh, it's. If, oh. They, if they do any kind of like pre order discount, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> Continuing the cautiously optimistic uh, yep, yep. theme, we've got Oninaki, which from Tokyo RPG Factory, and they've they've been a developer where I keep wanting to get their game and enjoy it, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, every time one comes out, I just hear about how terrible it was. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they so the first two were I, I am Setsuna and Lost Sphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, both I had interest in, but after reading reviews, I just ended up passing. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm in that hopeful same boat. that they're uh, yeah. I hope I'm hoping that this is the one that uh, they finally nail it. And I mean, th- we'll this is a very it. different game, right? This is a more of an action RPG. Uh, it's got got a completely different art style for sure. Uh, it seems more a little bit more cartoony or uh, something like that. Uh, I played about yeah again maybe four or five hours of I Am Setsuna. Uh, it, it's it's okay. The, the, the games they've come up with are just okay. They're not great. Like they they seem to be trying to be these throwbacks to all the things we loved. You know, Chrono Trigger type combat systems and stuff like that. You know, classic turn based. But yeah, they just they just seem to miss on you know inventory management or uh the story or the exploration they, they seem to be really kind of mediocre in certain areas and it really brings the overall game down even though if they do they might do a couple things well um yeah i think i think it's funny i think we're all kind of cautiously optimistic about this one um uh i think the combat looks cool uh it does seem a little bit slow though i don't know if you guys have noticed that i feel like the gameplay in the combat all the actions and stuff they, they seem to go by really slowly and for an action rpg system i think that's kind of funny to me or doesn't i I don't know how interested i am in that aspect what do you guys think yeah i haven't watched i'd have to go back and and watch some of the video to Mm -hmm. yeah i'm actually seeing some of it now i see like sort of really laboring swinging that it that takes big. a long time to like swing that sky, the scythe or the axe, you know. It just yeah, and like, hangs the, there, you know. The big axe is sort of like you might expect. Okay, it's like a big lumbering item, but then like the yeah. next next little snippet, he's got a sword and it's not moving it's still, all that much still faster. Slow, yeah, um, still slow. Yeah, visually, I like how it looks. Um, it sort of has like the character models sort of have that bravely default look to him almost mm-hmm, um yeah and yeah like you said it's like i i was really excited about i am Setsuna, and then i read all the very uh mediocre reviews where i was like yeah, yeah like you said where it's like it's a it's a fine game um but yeah it's like do i want to spend all that time playing a game that's just fine um yeah it, this will probably be definitely uh check the reviews kind of game you yeah, know yeah 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 it has yeah, style, like, like it. It has it has a style to it that I think is neat. I like the I like the fonts and I like the I like the I like the way the characters look. I think the art is cool. So, uh, yeah, I I, I do hope I hope this game is good. I would like it to be good because this would be a a fun end of August game to play before heading into the you know the, the wild west of September, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, September is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. crazy, yeah. Well, that brings us to the best in show. The I think we're, I think we're just about bigger. done. Yeah. Casey, you got to go. You got to yeah. catch a, you got to catch a flight, right? I, the the, o- no the, other the only no other games to talk about. The only thing that uh, was more exciting than Keanu Reeves. <laughs> why why didn't Keanu Reeves come out and talk about this game? Good old Keanu. Yeah, can you Is imagine? It, he Final just 8, you're breathtaking. They replaced the, the right. one of your party members with Keanu. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Zell. <laughs> David, in this game, can you name the characters? You have that option? Yes. Okay, we're all naming one of our characters Canterbury. Can- 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to. As long as it's not Cypher. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, I have no idea. Like, you, you're the expert. Casey, have you ever played this game? Uh, I sure have not. Okay, yeah, so you and I are kind well, of the same Well, you guys boat. don't know what you're missing. Well, but this is good. Now, now we have a chance to find out yeah, what we're missing. Yeah. And... Like I said, even yeah. if I didn't want to play this game, I almost feel like I'm going to have to. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yes. I, I want to play this together with you guys Like when this comes out. like I, I'm really excited about that. Um, the, the, the best part is that I'm going to get to play this game with all of the quality of life features that I've so thoroughly enjoyed with oh, seven and nine times right? three that, that I will th- that I will thoroughly mock you with. Yeah, I I, I don't care, David. It's your it's the only way I'm getting through this <laughs> game is if up... I can four times it. You know, I might pick it up on PC so that I can use the get all items except some <laughs> items cheat. <laughs> oh, the PC yes, cheats are so stupid. I'm just like breaking the game entirely. I just thought it was so funny though. Get all items except some items, and it's like, oh, okay. yeah. and like I know what they mean. It's probably like key yeah, items yeah. for like the you know progression or whatever. But it was just yeah, so funny yeah. that it was like to how it was worded. Yeah, or get yeah. like unlimited yeah. gill or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah, those are kind of dumb, but this is cool. Like, I mean, a, a totally an out of left field announcement. Like. I don't think anyone was really expecting this, even if they were asking for it. Like, I mean, last we heard they'd, or, you know, it was rumored that they lost the source code for the game. So how was anyone going to remaster it if they didn't have the original code? They'd have to redo the entire game. But clearly that's not the case. Clearly they have, I mean, it, it, it looks much better, but it also is the same game. Like they haven't done a lot to change how it looks or how it's going to play. It seems very similar. So, uh, well, it's gonna be same company that uh, did the Final Fantasy VII um, remaster. So, oh, so uh, I think definitely gonna have the mu- music bug is definitely lines. gonna be there then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, gotta patch it out. Uh, yeah. So, alrighty. Well, how about we uh, wrap it up with our our top three announcements of E3? Should we go? And should we go in a circle just to, here? Just to make it f- fair. We'll take Final Fantasy VIII out of the running, <laughs> just just to make it fair. All right, and, and we're going to make it interesting. This to just these RPGs, right? Like, we're, we're going to take, yeah, we're, we're going straight. Yeah, not RPGs. not just not just anything E3. It's got to be something we talked about today. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and while we go, we'll say our th- all of our threes, all of our twos, all of well, our. Sounds yeah, good. I was just saying, so, I think um, all okay. of our ones are probably going to be pretty darn similar. <laughs> yeah, I think Maybe. so too. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, Jordan, why don't you kick us off with your number three? Yeah, number three for me, uh, just because it has to be on this list, is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, this is a game of all the games we've talked about. It is one that I am hundred percent. I'm hundred percent going to play. I'm going to play it on launch day. Uh, I'm go. I'm I'm going to enjoy it. Um, it it's kind of funny, like not to be like overly cliche about it, but like a game you can play where you get to play kind of as your real life persona, as your real life character. I think is kind of cool. So in Fire Emblem Three Houses, you play the role of a professor. My career, I am an English professor. Like it is kind of me playing out my my job in a video game. Like I think that's cool. So th- there's a, there's a lot to like about Fire Emblem Three Houses, but that part really speaks to me. So that's definitely on my top three list of of these games that we've looked at today. You could pick up Job Simulator. <laughs> I yeah no I left behind those jo- those types of jobs a long time ago. Okay, so I don't. No thanks. I'm good. All right, uh, I guess I'll go next here, which is a little tricky. I'm trying to look at this list here to, to, to decipher. Um, 
I'm going to go with a little bit of a curveball here. And I'm going to go with Trials of Mana. Nice. Nice. Remake. Yeah, it's... It, after looking at that video again, um, it, it looks splendid, you know? And I love that mm. kind of art style. And, you know, I, I don't know. It just looks like a very charming game that uh, I could totally get into. And uh, something we didn't know that was going to be coming. Something that, you know, they say early 2020, which, of course... Who knows what early means, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, I'm going to go with that. Nice. He's on brand with his action RPG. Boom, but yeah, yeah. That's right. There it is. Yeah. Um, I will go with the one and only RPG from Ubisoft, the Watch Dogs Legion. Mm, yeah. Um, I just way. have the history with the Watch Dogs franchise and just see where it's going just looks incredible to me. Um, I like the idea of just being anyone inside of DeadSec uh, and kind of the, the permadeath feature. Just uh, all of it looks enticing to me, and uh, I'm looking forward to that one. I'm hoping it's earlier than later, but I'm thinking it's probably summer. So One thing about Watchdog Legion that I, I meant to bring up when we talked about it is that this is the same team, I believe, and, and there is a Canadian uh, branch of Ubisoft uh that they're the same team that did Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I didn't, I didn't finish it through. I mean, it's it's huge. There's, there's some grinding that I did that kind of bothered me. But uh, the gameplay that I did play about you know 20, 30 hours or so really, it really was good. So uh, if if the same guy is making this game, clearly they know uh, you know how to make an open world game that is fun to uh, explore and play through. So I, I I'm I'm definitely gonna play Legion. Not one of my top three, but I I'm excited for it. I have a feeling that our twos and ones may be identical, but we'll find it. <laughs> I, so. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've totally. I'll go. I'll go next here. I've totally screwed myself because um, by taking Fire Emblem as one of my, my, my as my third game. Now my the three the, there are three games I need to fit into two slots, and it's going to kill me to leave one of them out. Um, my hope is that someone's going to pick up the slack for me here. I'm going to go. I, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm gonna go Dragon Quest Eleven as my second game. Mm. Um, I Dragon Quest Eleven is doing exactly what I wanted uh, a turn-based RPG to do. It's exactly what I wanted Dragon Quest to be. Um, I went on a bender like a, maybe a year or two ago where I just played like five Dragon Quest games in a row. Really enjoyed them all. I, you know, I played four, five, six, seven, and eight. Kind of with probably within twelve months of each other, maybe even less, maybe six months. I just kind of burned through them. Um, and I, 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 I found that I, I really, really love this style of game, and it doesn't change that much from one to the next. But Dragon Quest XI is, is, is oh man, they're, they're doing exactly what I want to do with the Switch port. I, I'm, 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 I, I know maybe people think I'm joking about this. I do want to play the entire game in the 16-bit style because I miss it so much. I miss a good, really good 16-bit RPG, and that this, I, I could consider this game to be one of those. So Dragon Quest XI number two for me. Well, I am going to follow suit here. Uh, Dragon uh, Quest Eleven. My man. Yeah, now you, you, you <laughs> probably have an idea of what number one is. Um, and I, I'll go into more of the reasoning when we go over that one, why why this is two and that's one. But yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven looks wonderful. I, I love um, being able to switch in between. I'm totally going to be rocking both styles. Hopefully it's literally as easy as pressing a button to, to jump in between. Uh, because, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously the, the, the retro art style, it like you said, hits that nostalgic feel. It looks wonderful. It, it's just great. But, I mean, the the visuals for the 
um, the the modern era uh, look really nice too. Like the the characters are are so well. I, I just like the sort of cell shadingy art style um, looks really nice, and it's just a game I've heard a lot about now. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it's just we're I'm ready. You know, I've seen enough, I've heard enough, and, and now it's just a time a matter of getting to to release date so we can get our hands on it. Well, assuming that we're all in agreement for number one, it looks like I'm the only one that's going to be giving Keanu any love. (laughs) (laughs) Because my second pick would be Cyberpunk 2077. I don't know how I could not have this guy on my list, especially since it'll be me and Keanu kicking ass and taking names (laughs) for 100 plus hours. Yeah, amen. I, I have to go with Cyberpunk as my second. Yeah, I'm very excited for Cyberpunk. I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna make the assumption that we are all going with Final Fantasy VII remake as our number one. Uh, I, could, I could be wrong. You you're wrong on you're wrong for me. Uh, I don't know what case, but um, I'll give you my number one right now, and it is Cyberpunk 2077. And I'll, I'll tell you why I'm putting that ahead of Final Fantasy, and why I put Dragon Quest ahead of Final Fantasy as well. Um, Final Fantasy VII remake is just gonna be Midgar, and to be honest, one of the things I really like about Final Fantasy VII is everything that happens after Midgar, when the game really opens up, and you get, you know, you get the ship, and then you get the airship, and you get to explore, and all the kind of character side quests start to happen. So my favorite part of Final Fantasy VII isn't going to be represented in the remake that we're getting next year. It's going to be a later episode, and I'll be frank, I also still don't love the episodic nature of the game. Um, I think it's going to be really fun. I think I'm going to enjoy it. But Cyberpunk 2077, I know from start to finish I'm going to love that game if it's anything even close to The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3 is probably the best action RPG I've, I've ever played. Um, it's one of my top games of all time. Uh, I constantly think about revisiting it, which is why I, pr- I probably will pick it up on the Switch regardless of, of graphical fidelity or anything like that. So I, I do still want to see gameplay of Cyberpunk 2077, but they've been working on this game for a bloody long time. And I, I just have a ton of faith in... CD Projekt Red, maybe even a little bit more than I do in the guys at Square Enix making Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, yeah, I've got Cyberpunk as my number one. I'd boo you, but it's still a good pick. So. Well, this is your number two, so not too far <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Casey, All right, my number one. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> Re- no, uh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII. And, and the reason why uh, it gets the nod over Dragon Quest XI is simply because... Dragon Quest Eleven, it's we've known about it for a long time. It, we like the game's been out, right? Like it is something that I like. I like I said, I'm ready for. Like at this point, it's just getting to to when it releases on the Switch. Um, but Final Fantasy Seven, it had that pop off. It has the hype, right? It, it, can it live up to all of the expectations? And um, you know, of course. It's still early. Things could go wrong. The game could come out, and it's not as good as it looks. But after that presentation, they they nailed the look and feel of it. Um, you know, the the battle system looks like like we we're talking before sticks to its roots while modernizing it and making it look really fun and interesting. Characters just look absolutely wonderful. You know, um, and, and it's one of the the best games of all time. And and for them to do the undertaking of bringing it to uh, to modern era nearly, you know, well, not nearly, over 20 years later. Um, it is, it's just something to 
to be excited about and and it's going to be so cool to see the whole gaming community sort of circle around to get all the people who have played it in the past when it launched who had played it over the years up to this point and then those people who have never played it at all getting to experience the the world of Midgar and and all of these character these beloved characters and and for the first time it's I think it's just going to be a real special moment within the whole gaming uh, sphere if you will yeah, I uh, joked that uh, I might as well just text uh, Nomura my pin code for my bank account. <laughs> Square Enix is there. It's just going to be uh, one one debit after another, and uh, none none as will feel as good as Final Fantasy VII. That's the aside from for the Final Fantasy VIII remastered. Final Fantasy VII remake is definitely tops for me. Um, it just looks. I, I like that it's being. There, it's going to be a hybrid with the turn base so that it's uh, alleviating some of my fears that I had with it. And um, it, it just, like I said, it looks great. And I mean, the Midgard part is w- one of my favorite parts. Um, so I don't I don't mind as much that it's going to be centralized there. And uh, I, my, I guess my biggest fear is that we're, we're going to have a huge gap <laughs> until the next episode. Um, but until that time, I'll just enjoy the first one, I suppose. Yeah, so... That is our E3 breakdown. Um, it, it seems like uh, it was very tailored to the RPG fan community. I f- feel like uh, there's lots. Uh, it, it it went over lots of different kinds of RPGs. There's a little bit for everybody. Um, the, the companies, for the most part, all had something for everyone. So uh, I thought there was some great representation. For sure. Um, just before I forget, I wanted to give everyone a heads up that for the next couple episodes, Dave is going to be drinking really cheap beer because he plunked down $400 for that FF7 remake, uh, <laughs> super collector's edition with cloud on the bicycle. I think it's like, yeah, I think it's seriously like 350 us or something like something that. Like insane. It's super, yeah. It's super expensive, man. I think it was selling out too. Like oh, it, people yeah. were going nuts for it. So yeah, it's a cool looking statue, but man, that's a ton of money to pay for it. So. <laughs> yeah. Gonna have to brew my own beer at home now. <laughs> um, I, one thing I wanted to ask, David, if you saw the news that apparently FF, FF8 Remastered is getting a physical release as well, I thought that would be something that would, uh, was right up your alley too. So kind of cool news that came out there. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, I'll definitely be getting that physical. Oh, yeah, thing. That, that's yeah, probably too, the route I'll go. There's something about yeah. owning RPGs physically that it just mm-hmm. makes sense, you know? That's, that's yeah. my big, like, having reviewed Ease 8, and not getting that beautiful box, uh, yeah. I, I think about well, it every I day. I want to be playing Final Fantasy. <laughs> I want to be playing Final Fantasy Eight at the old folks' home, and I'm not yeah. uh, confident that the eShop will I still be around. I forgot how so to download that off yeah. that dang fangled computer. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Cool. Uh, do you guys have any uh, final thoughts before we wrap up our E3 edition of the Thursday? Yes. Um, Screw you, Nintendo oh, on, and Capcom for that lead-in <laughs> of Resident Evil to give us Resident Evil 5 and 6. It was really bad. Yeah, it oh, was really, What really a cock bad. tease, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I you know, was really hoping for, for RE2 remake, although that was probably ambitious. But RE7, I thought, would have... I mean, they have RE7 running in Japan on the cloud service or whatever the hell they have over there. So Anything. But for sure, it could, you know, they could probably let it play here, but... Five and six, yeah. Woof, that's uh, not so great. Revelations um, three, did... you know, something, something. Ugh. Something, yeah. They, I mean, they did that whole, you know, again that the sh- dog and pony yeah. show. Yeah. Well, that's why I was going like going to the mansion. It's like here it they, is. They made a big deal. They made a big deal about it just for Resident Evil five and six. Like that's guys, that's not going to sell those games. Yeah, Nothing. Is, arguably so. the worst in the series, you know. It's like oh god. Yeah. For sure. 
it was it was a really good e3 for rpgs kind of like to, looking at the games we talked about today and the games in the show notes like it kind of maybe it all kind of went by really fast you know you get so much information over like a 48 hour period but yeah square enix especially and nintendo really brought the heat with these with these rpgs and man it's a it continues to be a great time to be a Switch owner if you are an RPG fan, because you're getting ports of old games, but you're also getting uh, games that maybe we never thought were going to come at all. So, uh, yeah, really exciting time. Uh, FF8 Remastered. I can't believe that got announced. I'm just, I'm still in shock. <laughs> I'm still in shock by some of the things we saw. Like Mana Collection, I thought there was a chance, but still. Uh, but yeah, FF8, FF7 looks really good. There's just a ton of, a ton of great looking RPGs, so it's cool. The year Final Fantasy continues. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Crystal Chronicles later in the year. We just need uh, the thir- yeah. 13 trilogy. That's all. That's right. David, what do we have mm-hmm. on deck? Like, what? What's when are we? What are we recording next? I. Well, uh, our next show is definitely Final Fantasy twelve. Right. Yeah. Four weeks from now, I think it's still up in the air right now. Mm-hmm. We could do. Maybe it'll, we could do something. Maybe it'll be that Skyrim episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's other people on staff that might want to get in for that one too. Well, so. yeah, I could step I, aside. I'd be happy for to. I'd be happy to dive back in. Uh, I'm just looking for an excuse to to you know play through it again or put another twenty hours in or something like that. So that'd be a good one. <laughs> I love my stealthy assassin. There's some... my stealthy archer. Sorry, <laughs> my stealthy archer. That's the only way to play. There's something nice about. Um, I was going to say, it is super hot in Vancouver right now. It's about 30 degrees. I think it's about 90 for you, Case. Uh, 90 Fahrenheit. It's bloody hot. I'm sweat. I'm sweating balls here. And it would be nice to, in a couple weeks when it's even hotter to be playing a game like Skyrim where it's set. It's kind of a, a winter setting. You know, the snow is falling and you're, you're curled nice by a fire. Feel, Maybe yeah. I can... I can remember how how it's how the cool, the cooling air of traveling through Skyrim maybe that'll refresh me a little bit so that's not a bad idea. Yeah, a week or so ago we had a heat wave it was 98 um oh man that's crazy which i guess is about 36 or 37 uh celsius. Yeah that's that's mad. I I'm already I'm already dying here. That would that would kill me. Yeah, it was bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm-hmm. at least it's over for you. I want to thank you uh, gentlemen for joining me on this uh late wednesday wednesday night to to talk about the e3 and look forward to discussing some final fantasy 12 with uh with the tree the same trio uh, in two weeks yep, yep. Sounds good. i look forward to it all right well i want to thank everyone for listening and uh just a reminder again just to make sure that uh, you hit that subscribe uh, on your pod podcast player of choice so that you don't miss uh, our bi-weekly uh, episodes that are we're, we're sticking to it so it's it's uh, going well. I mean, so, we did be- we did next... better than bi-weekly this week. Yeah, yeah, got two yeah the bonus. Week, right. so. We got that extra one. Yeah, yeah exactly. That so. bonus app. Uh, yep, the bonus app. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you uh, in two weeks on the Thirsty Mage. Adios. See ya. Bye.